0: The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC PowerBox, wherever you go, go with power. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. Oh, you beautiful barflies, I miss you every time that I'm gone. And I'm so happy to be back with you tonight, coming hot and ready like a fucking Little Caesars pizza fresh out the oven, straight from the Elwood mansions, the pool room studios. And I am joined tonight by a very special guest and a wonderful and brand new friend, a true blue maniac. A Mainanite, a Mainer. At least he is now, but he's had some stops all around. Can't wait to get it into it uh, with him. But before I do, as always, my dark-smoking friend, must be introduced first tonight he is wearing a brand new t-shirt with no holes in them it is very very exciting stuff he is smiling back at me he's in dare i say a good fucking mood and i think we're gonna have an exceptional podcast for you tonight the one the only my feather-haired friend michael windsor wow what an intro how you doing steve Good man. This is the first time in about forty-seven fucking podcasts you did to Go, Steve. You look so handsome and cute, and pretty. Steve, You look so handsome,
0: making smart.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, so. and and now I feel like it was all a lie. Uh, well, I'm I'm, try, I, I'm trying to be more honest
0: recently, so you know.
1: Oh yeah. You 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 went to your Buddha. You went to you went to your rabbi and decided to turn over a new leaf. What's, what's... No, I, just,
0: I just I just quit drinking. So. Ah
1: ah. Okay. All right. I, well, I can tell. You know, I can speak for all of our friends when I say. We're not sure when you're more pleasant, but, you know, only time can tell. Is that a beer that looks delicious? Um, Michael, what is new with you, my friend? Besides your sweet new uh, old school Maine flag T-shirt, what is new?
0: Well, yeah, I got a package in the mail today, so that was kind of exciting.
1: Yeah, it's always nice to receive gifts.
0: Yeah, a nice little package from Maine. Uh, with this new lovely T-shirt and some booze and a mystery package, which I'm almost certain is a fucking smear-off ice, so Campy. we'll find out. The letter the letter says don't open it until halftime, so we'll see. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, not to not to you know give away our episode or tease too much here, but that's right. We have another guest that has gone to the nines. Not only did that guest pre-mail out a care package just for Michael with booze and t-shirts and secret mystery gifts in it he also put his money where his mouth is got on a motherfucking bird flew down from maine to baltimore and he's he's sitting right here next to me right now ready to do the show in person so i'm gonna i'm gonna let our guest still be a little bit of a mystery man for now um there's a lot more what's new to chat about um mike Usually, this is your segment, and I know we got to get into the show, but I have something very exciting to tell the people.
0: All right, hit me. Are
1: you si-
0: are you sitting down? What does that fucking look like? Yes.
1: Okay. I didn't know if you were kneeling. <laughs> Usually, you're kneeling.
0: Uh-huh. You're big
1: on the knees kind of guy. Uh-huh. If you're sitting down. Um, Mike, my entire life. I've always wanted to sue somebody. I've romanticized and fantasized about, I'm going to sue you, motherfucker. I once told my parents when they grounded me and wouldn't let me go to Kristen Summer's birthday party in kindergarten that I was going to hire Kristen Summer's dad to sue them. I later (laughs) found out that Kristen Summer's dad was a states and trust attorney and he can't sue anybody. But that's neither here nor there. I've always enjoyed the idea of – you know, controversial debate. And, uh, I I love a good verbal banter, right? Okay. Okay. So who
0: are you suing?
1: The idea of suing somebody has always been so awesome. And guess what? For the very first time in my life, I filed suit against someone in small claims court. I am excited. I know they're excited. Um, I, I had some tenants decide not to pay their last month's rent, breach their contract, breach their lease, and just grab their stuff, leave, and then refuse to pay their last month's rent. I did everything in my power to be a gentleman, to mediate the situation, to f- try to amicably resolve the problem. However, we have come to a legal impasse. And now, for the very first time in my life, I, Stephen Haley, will be taking someone to small claims court. And I, I can tell you, um, when I walk in the courtroom that day, I'm going to have to wear six pairs of underwear just to keep my boner from shooting through my pants oh my because God. You know, I'm going to be fucking excited.
0: Now we can't release this episode until after your court date, because like
1: point your point honor, to be-
0: he's, he just, he's always wanted to sue someone. You need to just, you know, mistrial, I'm not, you know,
1: listen, listen, like I said, I tried to resolve it amicably, but unfortunately they gave me no other choice. And look, I, a lot of people are probably listening to this going, Steve, that's kind of shitty. Do you also like firing people? Yes, I do. I do it for their benefit. If you're going to be shitty enough at your job, I'm suing I see you it,
0: for your benefit.
1: I see, listen, <laughs> I see it as my opportunity to Tell correct, me. to help realign your behavior. And frankly, it's mm. kind of like a board game. I want the win, baby. I want the win and I want my goddamn money. So I'll see um, you I'm in Europe. Friend. Did you, uh,
0: or <laughs> if, if there's any chance, do you think we could get the court footage for bonus content?
1: I, I'm actually going to – I think the lady might join us in court. Um, uh, to me, I would hope that she could videotape it very discreetly.
0: What, as like a character a witness or something?
1: Oh, that would be my dream. But well, listen, we're, this is going to play out over the next 60 days, so we're probably going to have a few more shows. We'll talk about it some more. I don't want to bog it down here. I'll give you guys updates as the the trial of the century goes along. Well, they,
2: televised OJ. Well, they can televise this.
1: They sure can. Sorry. Did I say you could fucking talk yet? <laughs> no, I'm Jesus just kidding. I'm sorry. This is not non. There are no rules. I'm yet. sorry. I got I, I get the pizza in me, and I get all you know. I get like all antsy in my pants. I'm trying not to talk. Yeah, nice. I know it's hard. That is a good reminder that I need to shorten <laughs> these intros and get into the show. So, guys, as we always say, thank you. If you are one of our listeners, if you're one of our barflies, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you are the fuel that makes this crazy clown car go we thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We could not do it without you. All the fights behind the scenes, the bullshit that Mike and I have put up with. We often question whether the we lawsuits. should, <laughs> the, the lawsuits, lawsuits, whether we should continue the good fight, but it's you that keep us motivated to move forward and bring in new great content and interviewing more bartenders from coast to coast. And we're going to keep doing it. If you can keep supporting us and helping us grow this community. So If you want to get more involved, if you just want to support us in some of the different ways uh, that we've made available, listen at the end of the show. We have a great outro, details every cool thing that Mike and I are doing and the show's doing. Get involved um, and be part of this wonderful community that we're building up, the Bartender ramp Podcast. Uh, But thank you, guys, because we do. Yeah,
0: fly to Maryland and go crash at
1: Steve's place. (laughs) There you go. Many people have already taken uh, me up on that, so we'll see. Uh, you know, get no, it I, now while the getting's good.
0: <laughs> I'm jealous because nobody wants to come visit me in Kansas. This is fucking bullshit. Uh, man.
1: That's not true. Mike <laughs> has built these beautiful cabins, guys, and you can rent them for a nice low price on Airbnb. Just look up the hill. Um, as always, before we get into the show, we do have a quick disclaimer. This industry is brutal on mental health. It wears us down. I know our guest today is going to tell you a lot about how in order for him to be here, he worked nine days straight. And that is not the sort of schedule that a lot of other industries have. And it's important for you guys to be taking care of yourself, um, trying to avoid self-medicating and being honest about your mental health, honest with yourself, because you need to take care of yourself. And you, we want you to come back and enjoy the show with us. We can't do that if you're not healthy um look mike and i are not professional counselors
0: well you you can but you just won't do be able to do it as long as the point correct (laughs) Correct.
1: thank you very important caveat there michael um look mike and i honestly uh, if you're
0: fucked up the show's probably better honestly but just because we're bad just 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 drink drink responsibly is what i'm trying okay (laughs) you're
1: really you're really uh putting a new kind of twist on this here disclaimer this week huh you know, guys, we you we usually don't have Mike so happy. Usually, he's so in the dumps. He's actually thinking about calling a hotline you. when I'm doing this I'm, section. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm a happy I'm guy. I'm kidding. He's a happy guy. Let's get through this intro. All right, let's that. redo this. Okay. <laughs> if you're struggling, this uh, industry is really tough on mental health. We are not professional counselors, but please, guys, reach out to Mike and I. DM us. Email us. We'd love to talk. We've been through a lot of the same things as you have in this industry. And we want to be uh somebody that can listen, somebody that can just be a soundboard for you, just a friend to, you know, uh shoot the shit, share some funny memes, just kind of get yourself back to uh level. Um, and if you need, you know, more professional services at the end of every show, Mike provides those. So please seek those out if you're struggling. It is a tough business. And I know we all are struggling with our mental health and we're self-medicating and we let it kind of Get a little deep on us sometimes. We gotta kind of we gotta let out and talk to somebody. And so it's important that you're seeking out those resources. Mike, what do you always say? The world is a more interesting place with you in it. And that's very true. It's true. So yeah. All right, guys, the disclaimers are out of the way. And now we have an incredible episode coming up for you. We have the one and only David Mulvar all the way from Kenny Bunkport, Maine. Down Kenny here. That's right. Kenny Bunkport. We're going to hear all about Kenny Bunkport. I just love <laughs> saying Kenny Bunkport. I'm going nice. to say it a lot. I'm just going to say it a lot today. So get used to that. Um, it does sound like a weird uh main curse word like uh, Kenny Bunkport. Go fucking Kenny Bunkport yourself, you know? Um, but anyway, David Movar all the way down from Kenny Bunkport. He's going to tell us about running a bar up in Maine, some of his other travels in the bar business. And he is here with us in the great charm city. To unpack the gauntlet, so here we go. David, how you doing tonight, my friend? And
2: I'm doing great. We just went out, had a little dinner, had some cocktails. Oh yes, some we wine. Did. And now we're just kind of feeling the show, getting ready for it. <laughs> feeling
1: the show is feeling a good way show, to put it. Man, we're just here. It is. Um, I wish I could say that I prepare like even a modicum of preparation. I mean, there's some effort that goes into it, but I'm really flying by the seat of my pants. And I think you're gonna be a great partner. It's gonna be a real Starsky and Hutch sort of talking scene on this side of the microphone tonight. Who's the cooler one? Definitely you. Babe. Yeah. No, um, no. I, like, I, obviously, please. I know that.
2: You're Hutch. You're Hutch. Uh, oh, is that? Because, yeah, I didn't watch oh, that I show. See what you're getting. I, I didn't watch that show. I'm sorry. I don't know if you watch. Uh, you're definitely no, not know. old enough to watch oh, that show. Oh, listen,
1: me and my grandmother, we love a good set of re chips, Starsky and Hutch, the Dukes of Hazard. You know, Starsky was the buttoned-up uh good policeman uh, uh to the letter of the law and hutch was kind of like the i smoke weed on the side and i'm undercover fucking all the broads with big titties like that was their dynamic okay. and they came together as a beautiful pair um i don't know if that's our exact dynamic but i really think that you know all the wonderful conversation we shared at dinner and in the last couple of days uh i can't wait to un- unload it on yeah this. i've, gotta, I've gotta of, got to i've
2: got to ask lots of stuff to talk about yes, yeah
1: how, how-
0: How's it been hanging out with Steve, be honest?
2: Oh, it's been great. No, let me let's just say, let's qualify this. So, I've, <laughs> I I work a lot in the summer. My gig is I work a lot of doubles, I work a lot, but I can take time off when I have my staff available before they go back to college. So, like last week I had some days I went up to New York, chilled out for a couple of days and then went back and I worked nine shifts in a row. And that's what I came into here, which was great, but Steve picked me up at the airport yesterday. Which is awesome. Didn't expect it, but hey, I'm not going to refuse a ride. But he, he already said on. if
0: you fly to Baltimore to
2: see him, he's going to come pick you hey, up. I, you I got know. no problem That's a standing but, you know, an offer an for, all, for everyone out there. Is a commitment. Yeah. Baltimore's airport's not that far away. So, yeah, it's close. but it is yeah. a commitment. It's, you know, you, and it was not super early, but it was early enough. But he was away on a trip with his uh, college friends. So he'd been hit pretty hard. So he came right in, picking me up, and he had some business stuff to do. But he kind of put it off till today, so he could we, we went around. We picked up his special lady friend. We went around to some spots, hit a couple <laughs> things, had some beverages, and he was exhausted. Honestly, I was exhausted. We went our separate ways, and I just chilled last night, yeah. which was honestly, sometimes you need to chill. I mean, mm. I'm all about if I go somewhere, I want to see what they have there. I mean, I have mm. not been in Baltimore since – 2007 and i love baltimore it is a killer town obviously i know way more about it not being here from you guys and all (laughs) the places like today i walked past five six seven places i was like yeah i seen that i heard about that place heard about that place
0: i I was
2: able to come but man i got my batteries recharged i think he did we chilled today he did some work now we're ready to do this and
0: going from there I can't tell you how jealous I am that I'm not there because obviously it always sucks when we're not together. But the fact that you reached out to us and then booked a flight from Maine to come down and and, and join Steve and be on it the show is incredible.
1: It also wasn't much of a question. It wasn't like, hey, guys, if I book a flight, would you like to hang out and be on the show? It was like, Steve, I'm coming down. Right. These are the dates I'm coming down. Do you think <laughs> you well, can I get me the airport? <laughs> and I said, hey,
2: I'd like to be on the show. Oh, if you're awesome. interested, I got this week, this week, and this week. And after that, I can't. It worked. And, and yeah, they got back with me and I was like, all right, if we're in, I'll book the flight. I'll book the hotel. I'm ready to go.
1: Now, Dave, you well, you know from listening to the show, the rules. We can't make this too easy. I got to put the screws in you a little bit here. You didn't right. actually answer Mike's question. What he was looking for and the way we you, you're supposed to do the podcast radio scene is when he said, what's it like ha- hanging out with Steve? You're supposed to torch me. I mean, the guy teed you up there. <laughs> oh, you said I'm, all the nice things, you know? On, he I left mean, me in my hotel is, room last night. Say, he fell asleep on the couch. Oh,
2: no, you no, know. it's... Again, I could have turned the screws on him. I could have <laughs> yesterday. I was like, Oh, you you we already had some drinks. We were
1: we were a little bit little we we ready. The, the, the plane was getting off the ground. Yeah, we Let's call were, we what were it was.
2: there, but we were going pretty good. Yeah. And then he did. He he said, Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do some work. And yeah. but that's all right. I could have turned my screws. But I know tomorrow night, I know mind erasers are coming. Yeah, I know DOS is probably coming. Yes. I know Fell's point's coming. Yeah, we got a lot to do, and then I gotta fly out. Chaps At like eight fifty on Thursday yeah. morning. Chaps pit beef, to get back to One-eyed Mike's ministry
1: brewing. We have a laundry list of there's, things there's on our. There's going to be just,
2: way more places than we're getting. To. Yeah, just, just
0: strap a GoPro right, right to Steve's forehead, and, nice. and then we'll just yeah, we'll just put that up.
1: <laughs> it's like one of those TikTok videos where the dog right. steals the phone and like runs I said, around the yard. When the, when
2: the mind racers come <laughs> out, that's when the problems start. Well, you know? the
1: person you need to worry about with the mind racers is the lady, and yeah. you stupidly, about that. well, stupidly and very sweetly bought her a bottle of wine. So she could drink wine while we did the show. Yeah, this what is a what class I'm act! About, people, know. if yeah. you come on the show, you have a bedroom and you have a pickup from the airport. You better come with gifts yeah, for I mean, Michael and I. You know? Okay, <laughs> shit, you um, gotta
2: you gotta make people happy. You know what is it cost me twelve bucks? I was like, that's an investment because like, people go, Oh, you're wasting the money. I said, No, it's an investment. You're greasing the I'm wheels. Investing in
1: people, you're right? you're clearly
0: wasting in the money. What kind of life do those people live? Give me a break. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a lot of psychopaths out there. They, Come on. <laughs> you know that. I mean, let's well, get real. A lot of psychopaths that have never worked in the service business. Yeah. Cause I can tell you're a vet, you know how to right. grease the wheels. Take now take care of your people. We've yeah. had a great time so far since you've been in here. I know we're gonna have an even better time doing the show. You've been excited, we're excited. Yeah, we always like to start by saying why would you sign up to do this crazy show? But I think the real difference here is, you know, I've I, I've learned in the last forty eight hours not just how passionate about the industry and how much you love talking about it, but you were a fan of the show, like you yeah. li- listen to the show. And it- I, I've
2: definitely been wa- listening for two and a, a year and a half, two years, something like that. I walk a lot. I listen to podcasts. I listen to Dan Patrick. Yeah. And every time I see your freaking podcast jump to the top, I was like, oh, fucking new episode. <laughs> Gotta get that. Gotta listen to that. And the good thing is, some like when I'm off in my off season, when I go back to Hawaii, some days I'll walk two five mile walks or an eight mile walk. I'm on the road for an hour and a half, two hours, walking around town, you know, trying to get some exercise. And your shows are uh, never short. Let's say no, now, I don't know why. No. hard to, hard to figure it out. Um, but uh, do, do you? No,
1: know? I have a few ideas. Yes. Michael is generally not very prepared and oh, it yeah, always- that's it
2: <laughs> wow. no, that's, it.
1: that's no, why it's you my, fault. At him it's so my fault it's, it's my fine. fault it's um, fine but no so the-
0: I, I i do but- i do want to ask though just uh thank you for listening thank you all for listening really appreciate that uh is there a particular guest from the show that you really liked or resonated with
1: i knew he was uh, yeah there.
2: i did i i'm just
0: curious i'd no, no, like no, to know there were, some what, the, there were a yeah. couple
2: guys and unfortunately i'm not i am really bad with names i it's some Name Alzheimer's. If you describe I have. him to like us, if you Michael said, Nellon, "If me. you're like, oh yeah, that's the girl that drinks Orange Crushes and she's from, you know, Tennessee." I'll remember that. If you said her name's Jane, I'll be
1: like, "What's what's your it's name called?" Bartenderitis. It's just it, 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 I just it's I don't know it. what it is, and
2: it's not that I don't care because I remember other things about the people. I but you remember
1: can't. their drinks. You remember where they're from. But, you remember a little bit about them. But do you remember any details from the shows? Because Mike, Mike, yes, because uh, the, he does all the post production. The guy that did the Orange
2: Crush show. He, I just listened to him yesterday and today, the orange crush one. Hold on. Right.
1: Right. No, no, it's okay. Uh, it's going to come.
2: Uh, was that? No, that oh, was, that was Casey uh, Jones. from one of your buddies. Casey Jones. Yeah. That was yeah. Casey yes. Jones. Driving the train. <laughs> my, <laughs> right. my, yes. my wonderful yes. business he great, partner yeah. and he a true
1: blue Baltimore. Yes. And
2: gives. There was another guy that was on in one of the earlier ones that gives no shits. That's he just – you can tell he don't give a shit. Probably Trent. He's the dude Pro- that – That's what it, I was going to say. It's Probably, probably fucking he, Trent, he, He's like, what, what do you mean you want to drink with more than fucking alcohol and soda in it? What the
1: fuck? Uh, that's, okay.
2: that's, that's oh, no, that's Tom. Early- early- that's fucking Tom, yeah. <laughs> that is Tom. <dumb>. That <laughs> Sorry. Was yeah. one of the earlier ones. And then you've got curious. the chick. No. The chick that did the uh, – pardon me if chick is not politically correct. No, I'm okay. Okay. sure. The, please don't you, write in. Please don't write in. But the – the wonderful young lady that was that said, "If you drink Long Island iced teas, you're trash." Yeah, that was you're uh, trash. Good. My my good,
1: good friends, our good friend Cindy Borchman. And Shout that's it, And Sid it is squid.
2: unfortunately we're not quite there yet, but we know that's
1: yes. Well, this <laughs> and, is I, I I know we have so much to unpack, so I'm not going to try to sneak it in all right here. Let's get started as we always do with the cocktail history, our drink history. So oh
0: well, what can i give what? you can I, I i'm sorry to interrupt can i tell you guys so i wasn't joking i literally haven't had a drink in two and a half months
1: yes i know that
0: so this is my first drink right now um, i have just you we, are we've had you a lot. are
1: joining are you joining us tonight are you kidding
0: the man mailed me booze in the okay. yeah
2: in the post from the post office yes i'm drinking are you fucking right. kidding
1: me attaboy, attaboy. i had attaboy. to
2: get my ass up early before work before my fourth double and get to the post office and get it off because I knew it wasn't going to make it in time. And I didn't know. I was like, I don't know. FedEx. That's going to be pricey.
1: Yeah. Well, what a guy, what a guy that Mike is being a mention. He's breaking his uh, sobriety for yes, this. What episode. a good
2: guy. I am. What yeah. a
1: wonderful man. <laughs> so if any of you barflies are out there making excuses like, ah, I'm in the hospital or like, ah, <laughs> my kids have to need a ride to school. Fuck them Jeez. kids. Go get the ingredients. Let's make this damn cocktail. And Tina, you can Uber them to school. Like, I, I don't want to hear it, okay? Mike's Mike's drinking in solidarity, and you should too, in a responsible manner. Um, we'll see. So let's start with this drink. Tell us the name of the drink, why you picked it. What about it is kind of like special unique to you? What What makes it your signature drink? Yeah,
2: so it's just a rum punch. And I know there's a million kind of rum punch. There's planners punch. There's fucking Rum Runners, Mai Tais. This is just a drink I kind of learned back in the day in Hawaii when I lived there and worked with a bartender named Paul Asono. Paul would just make like when kids wanted a a drink, he'd make a handmade fruit punch. And, you know, you don't have at a bar, you don't have a lot of juice. You got Cranberry, grapefruit, orange, pineapple, if, if you're kind of a tropical place. And you get grenadine. You don't got a lot of shit unless you're a really fancy place mm-hmm. that's got guava juice or all of mango juice, whatever. So it's just something you can do at almost any bar because even most bars have a pineapple juice, just the little cans or something. So it's just simple. I've just kind of fancied it up a little, but fancied it up in an easy, economical way. I use Bacardi pineapple rum. And Bacardi Dragonberry Rum, and I I, I pre batch them. So I do a liter bottle. <laughs> I put half pineapple, half Dragonberry, and I put three ounces of grenadine. Just have it in the bottle so I can just pre batch it, make it. That's an ounce and a half of that on ice with about two ounces of pineapple, two ounces of OJ. Give it a quick toss, float dark rum. I've got Myers today. Myers, I recommend. Myers is really good it's very accessible Cl- you can get it in great anywhere.
1: great uh again great viscosity it's a denser dark rum it's one of the molasses dark rums which yeah, is why i love working with it great. it's great for dark and stormies it's one of those rums that i don't think we talk about enough Is a great staple for a home bar yeah it's you can really do so it, much it really, if you're going to have you a dark so rum
2: you I, obviously you can get something fancier for 50 bucks or something Cheapies you can get this yeah. for 20 bucks 15 yeah. bucks and it's really good it has a very pronounced faith fe- flavor when you drink myers you go that's myers you know yeah and it's just good and it's again we were discussing this tonight because a lot of these tiki drinks tropical drinks they layer them and a lot of times you do the rum float and that's what i do with that and steve was talking when he does something with with a float like a dark and stormy or something mm-hmm. he likes to drink it without mixing it then get the rum at the end bottom of the, the top. first thing yep. i do when i get the drink is i mix it up because i don't <laughs> right. want I'm not – if I'm drinking it straight out of the cup, I'm not drinking it. I don't want to drink the dark rum by itself. And if I'm drinking the stuff from the bottom, I don't want all the juice. So I mix it in, mix it in, you know, whatever. This is America. Do what you want. If you want to Hell drink yeah. the rum at the end, drink the rum at the end. If you want to mix it, mix it. Whatever.
1: It's summertime. It's a tiki drink, right, people. It's, it's Kick tropical. your feet up. You can't and enjoy. go wrong
2: with the tropical yeah. drink.
1: I also love that you've brought us another – I think – um maybe in just the last year that we've been doing the show, especially with our trip to Vegas, I love watching great artisans of their craft, craft drinks. I also know from the discussions we've had, David, that you love that as well. Yeah, you love definitely. participating love in that, it. but sometimes it's really fun to have that super simple. It's more than two parts, but it's a super simple cocktail. You can throw together, you know, something that doesn't require an enormous amount of effort, just a little bit of care, right?
2: You're not muddling. You're not blending. Right. You're not, and again, with, with before we had to do the double bottles, squirt some grenadine, do the juice. But now, like I said, I just pre-batch it because I saw some stuff on the internet and I saw them pre-batching like Negronis at a place in right. New York. And I was like, well, that makes that shit easy. I mean, I don't sell Negronis very much because we're an outdoor tropical summer place. But if you're in New York and you're someplace where you're pumping out 40, 80 Negronis a day, you're like pre-batch sounds good. Yeah. It saves the time. But keeps the quality up. You still have a good Pre- beverage, but it's just if you're pumping them out.
1: I can already see Mike sneaking. Yeah, in yeah in the pre-batch. Pre-batch,
0: <laughs> pre-batch sounds good unless you're Joel Collinger, and if he's listening right now, he's he's cringing every time. <laughs> Joel,
1: Joel has this thing where you can't pre-batch anything. A right, uh, well, pre-batch the, uh, is a batch, which it's is fine. Hey, everybody <laughs> has thing. a different opinion no, on. Stuff. No. Pre-batch, but, pre-batch, pre-batch. Okay, but, but again, I want Joel to if appear like want Beetlejuice to put right out
2: now. Three cocktails in ten <laughs> minutes, mostly because I love Don't you. Pre-batch. Love you, Joel. But you gotta figure out. I mean, I'm fine yep. with going to a place that has ten bar stools, no tables. You go in, you get two drinks, yeah. and it takes an hour and a half that's fine that's got every place has its niche but
1: but to to clarify
2: we're doing 600 covers so we gotta pump them out. to
0: clarify batching is fine joel's issue is that pre-batch is redundant yeah the actual the phrase pre-batch because he's a motherfucking bartender
1: grammar (laughs) police that's what he is okay the truth and i don't mean to cut you off mike but i I, i think the the end point here though is that a lot of this show is a guide to our friends, our fellow barflies out there that have never been in the industry, never poured a drink, never picked up a bottle, but may say to themselves, you know what? I want to learn something new. I'm feeling squirrely. I'm going to a party or I'm having, hosting a barbecue, and I want to make something special for my friends. And that's what it's really all about, making a great drink that the people that you love in your life can enjoy. And this is an easy one. And this At- is
2: something you can do in a, in a cooler jug. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. mix it up ahead of time. Put the Myers on the side. They can pour it right yeah, on the top. Myers on the top. Myers, pardon. Yeah. You're
0: You still get a little bit of the cocktail creation at the end, which kind of makes right. it a little yeah. special.
2: And now, I'll say where. It's, yes. Oh, I was going to say, do we, do
0: you, I know we're not going to do the cocktail history, but I don't know if you wanted yeah. to provide. Yeah. So, the
2: Pumpkinhead is our local pumpkin beer. And I know now everybody's got a pumpkin beer. I don't know if Pumpkinhead from Shipyard was the first one, one of the first ones, but it's an awesome beer. It's that kind of thing when That's it comes delicious. out. People that love it are, are waiting. And I mean, this it comes out like August 10th. People are chomping. I went to like Walmart to get it on like the eighth or the ninth. They didn't have it. Then like two days later, I saw everywhere in the map had it. It was everywhere. I saw it yesterday at the lighthouse in baltimore yeah. they had it and Wait, i should shipyard. have bought some they had shipyard there. yeah they had shipyard and i'm, they I'm had, eager to try they had the regular shipyard pumpkin head and then they had the smash pumpkin which is like the nine percent stuff where they put which, it in like a bourbon or something it, i'm not sure what they do but they, it's higher alcohol yeah so you i wonder i wonder if like it's a barrel like age. The, the shipyard it makes sense it works is, well with that is five percent this stuff, the smash pumpkins, like nine, three or something. And it's in the big boy cans. Okay. So you drink two or three of those. You're good. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't. Well, thank you for it. sending
0: but, it. It's, it's delicious. No, no problem. I, it's, it's already again, gone. It's, so.
2: it's that kind of thing. Like I said, a third of the people in our area are chomping at the bit for it. And then two thirds wouldn't drink it. If you gave it to them, on the <laughs> if you paid <laughs> them money, they wouldn't drink. It. You know what I'm do have, have you ever. For- A goddamn
1: rum punch, Michael. Okay, you've already got to wet your whistle. Sorry. All right. No, I I didn't mean to interrupt you. There. Are you drinking a rum punch now too? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, I'll wait. I guess you're. I guess you're breaking the sobriety. (laughs) No, it's okay, Mike. Finish. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah.
1: Finish your thought though
0: oh no no it's good it was it wasn't very interesting we're
1: gonna have david mix up these drinks we already uh uh, walked you through the parts but david mix up those uh, a couple of these for us so we can do our toast and while he's doing that guys i'm gonna tell you a little bit about the history of rum punch and it's fascinating it actually has a really personal and close story for me and my german family and i'll get to that in a second um the original drink just known as a punch, right? Not always an alcoholic or a non-alcoholic drink, but just known as a punch, um, originated on the Indian subcontinent uh, during a British rule, during the British Raj period. The word is actually derived from a Hindi word. P- it's spelled P-A-N-C, I, don't, I, and I. It's essentially pronounced punk or punch, um, and it means five in Hindi. And the importance of that are the five main ingredients that create a punch. Alcohol, sugar, juice, lime or lemon, so some type of citrus, and spices. And spice is the the critical thing. We're going to create not just a daiquiri, which I know we've talked about on the show as being sugar, lime, and uh, and alcohol. But this is going to take one step further and add some additional combinations of spice. Um, Some believe that the actual word punch in the English language uh, originated with the English word. It was a shipping term called punchin. And that was a volumetric description for a specific size of barrels that only transported alcohol. So a punchin is a almost like a, a gallon or a liter. There was a puncheon barrel that was a certain size that when Britain was shipping gin and other alcohols around the world, they would use that particular uh, uh, term. And that's where a lot of people think the term punch comes from. The fascinating thing is how punch drinks and specifically what we now know as the run punch develops because punch as a concept, the mix of all these different things into a bowl that we're going to stir up and serve is really, it's got a lot of origins, right? There's English versions, there's, you know, Asian versions, there's South American versions, right? Again, it's just like how We talked about a lot of these cocktails being, you know, a daiquiri and it's kind of like a gimlet It's kind of like, you know, uh, you know, so many other cocktails that kind of Mm -hmm. using the same sorts of sorts of parts that complement each other. Um, Specifically, the rung punch uh, started to come into form in the mid 1600s. Now, at the time, the most common form of the drink were English and European punches around the early 1600s. The the most common one was wassail. And this is what's near and dear to me as, as a German boy. In my family's household, every single uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday, the second Thanksgiving hit, we would make wassail. And it's a really dark, spiced red wine, kind of like a Shiraz meets a Pinot Noir. My mom would empty an entire bottle into a saucepan uh, over uh, on the stove over light heat. And then she would add a bottle of brandy and it would be that almost like a hot sangria, but a mold, German, like a
0: mold wine.
1: Correct. And in, in German, it's known as Wassel, And it, it was like a holiday treat that even the kids were allowed to drink like a glass of. And it kind of warms the, you know, warms the insides and it's got that nice seasonal spice <laughs> of like clove and cinnamon in it. And it just always makes me think of the holiday time of year and being with family. And so that's really what punch is. Everybody getting around a bowl, we're going to throw some alcohol in. We're going to spike the punch. And we're going to all have a good time together. So, as this uh, progresses, just punches around the world in, the six, in 1655, uh, Jamaican produced rum started to explode onto the scene. It was the new alcohol in the mid to late 1600s. And that started the trend of what we now know as the modern punch and what we are calling tonight the rum punch these mixes of citrus, of sugar, of alcohol, of the molasses, the dark, dark rums, the spices, all these things together into a beautiful drink that we can all very simply enjoy and hang out together and and kind of uh, celebrate each other and celebrate these cocktails. So I just thought that was so cool. I didn't know Wassel was Punch. I mean, it makes perfect <laughs> fucking sense when you talk it out. Um, but I just, that was special to me. So here is to my lovely German mother, episode 50 of the show, uh, for introducing me to Wassel and to David for putting money where his mouth is, flying down to Baltimore and giving us this rum punch. Cheers, boys.
0: I feel like Joe Rogan.
2: Oh, my God. Is that going to piss people off? See, that's all the uh, dark rum at the top. See, I got Pardon me for, and I did it again with the microphone. Got to be careful. It's, it's my pencil stir. Um, <laughs> sorry, could, uh, I could have given you. I, uh, I, yeah, given I you a
1: Well, we're already we're we, we a bar but it's
2: yeah. Steve
0: is already behind the ball. You know, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm gonna wash it. You can wipe it off. No, huh? no, I okay. got napkins. Don't David worry. was nice, nice yeah, this enough is to give, a give me. a yeah. kitchen. Give me a sweet shirt as well. We didn't. I guess we didn't
2: want to all look like bridesmaids in Nashville with like. Yes,
0: I was down for it. I want to well, put on a sash. All right,
1: I am going to get David a sash since I did a podcast, um, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and I'd wear it out. And <laughs> I got Why not. I got to Boy, tell you, every single time I have a dark rum, specifically Myers, I I've never known how to describe the flavor sensation that I'm enjoying, Mike. Until we went to fucking, uh, until we went to Vegas, and who was our last episode? Adam Rains, right? And Adam Rains explained to us that one of the flavor profiles of some of these high test, higher alcohol, dark molasses rums is butane. And it's so true. You can taste that oily Little of the burn. explosion of alcohol in the distillation process with the sugar. And I I love it, man. It's got this, it's it's this weird potency to it that almost makes it uh f- Medicinal. Do you like drinking it?
2: This, I mean, you oh, like drinking it. it. The stri- hit I the dark rum, it. right? Because it's basically <laughs> you're just hitting Myers before you get anything. I'll, d- which, I'll, I'll hey, hit the Myers. Each his own. Everybody, again, with some of these cocktails, like I know when I learned how to make the Mai Tai, the the bartender that taught me was like it's about layering. So layering was what he wanted you to do. But as soon as I layered it and I got it, I mixed it all up because I don't want the dark rum if I'm sipping it. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're drinking the if you're drinking through a straw, all the the grenadine's gonna float down to the bottom because it's heavier. Yeah. So you're gonna be sucking like, up a bunch of sugar juice. Yeah.
0: I feel like the only so, layered drink you're you're gonna do is a is a mind eraser.
1: Well, in oh, Baltimore. and he will do what
0: in Baltimore? Those are, those are layered, right? I've been out of the yeah. biz for yeah. a while, but yeah.
1: yeah, They're lame? Is that what you just said? No, they're layered. No, I said layered. they are layered. They are layered. I thought you said they're lame. They're I was great. like, you True. watch yourself, Michael. <laughs> All right. Um, as we always say, don't just listen along. Drink along. Drink along. Yeah, we'll do a little extra cheers because we keep forgetting to do our own show's slogan. <laughs> Aren't we good at this, guys? Um, okay. That's how we learn. Let's move on <laughs> to the in David. Now, this is your service industry, LinkedIn. So we want to learn where, or, you know, how you first got into the business, what positions you've held, and where are you now? So tell us And about also, your-
0: where where in the world you've
2: worked. Yeah, I got well. you. Where yeah. in the world
1: is David? <laughs> I really butchered yes. your last name on that one, sir. Yeah, you right. sure did.
2: He did not practice the Carmen San Diego. we need Rockapella to get in here and
1: <laughs> that's a throwback. but it is it is yes,
2: I have notes, and let me say I'm not real good at preparing, so I chiseled these out at I, about four thirty when he was picking me up at five thirty
1: i I, lo- I love the notes it's and I should well, i
2: just i you know I got an idea where I want to go, but i I was like I saw thought of so many stories and I didn't write them down and we're- then I was like. What was that one with that place? And we're
1: <laughs> well, gonna stretch our legs. We will, yeah. but let's start. Tell me first, how'd you ever first get into the okay. restaurant business? So the reason I started in the restaurant business
2: is because I bought a car. So i I moved to Seattle from Hawaii, and my buddies had a uh, had Mustang. So I was like, "Well, I want to get a Mustang." And my dad's like, "Don't get a Mustang. You gotta work work on them. They don't they don't last. They break down." And I was like, "Well, I want a Mustang." So he said, "All right." let's go get a Mustang. So we went and got a Mustang for like $1,550 out in Lake city in Washington. And it broke down. (laughs) Maybe I didn't get two weeks out of it. And I had to drive it to school (laughs) because I didn't live in, I didn't go to school in my neighborhood. I went to Catholic school. So I had to drive 30 minutes to school. So once it didn't break down, I had to get it fixed. And he said, well, I'm going to pay to get it fixed, but you got to pay me back. And $20 allowance ain't getting you very far, even in the (laughs) early 90s. So I had to get a job. So a family friend, Bruce, who's kind of my second dad, he, his daughter worked at a restaurant near my, near my house. So he's like, well, if you need money, we can get you on at the restaurant down there. And I got a job dishwashing. You know a good place to start. Hey, it's honest work. It's honest work where you can get it. I didn't know you started as I started, yeah. Me it was too, a kitchen dude. guy. You know, hey, big props. <laughs> I, I, know, I know I, I know it. I know the divide between the kitchen and the front of the house, and you know, the these dicks make all the money, and then the kitchen guys are assholes and they don't care about customers. And it's like, yeah, you know, we're a symbiotic unit. We gotta move together. Yeah. And I've I've been there. I've been in the back. I did like it. I honestly I love dishwashing.
1: It was do you, fun. Do you remember what the place was called? Or what of the, course I do. What was it called? Yeah, it
2: was called the restaurant on Alki. Alki Beach is an area of Seattle that has a beach on the sound. So on the ocean. That's cool. And it's it's there are not a lot of beaches. In I was gonna Seattle. say, I can't imagine that's no, too common. There are and it is not a big beach, but it's where I grew up. I that's where I lived when I was a kid. And then when I came back to Seattle, we lived just above it. So it was just like a 10-minute, five-minute drive down to the restaurant on al and nice. it was a great job. It was just one of those jobs when you don't have a lot of responsibility. You're just dishwashing. You're a kid. The money, you're just putting it in your gas tank, going to the movies, buying a stereo, CDs, whatever. It's a great job, and Barney Reed was the owner. He was a great guy. He, I really like him. I keep in contact a little with him on, on the Facebook, and he was one of those <laughs> dudes who was just, he probably partied a little too hard. It didn't work out at the restaurant, but he was just a great guy. It was a great place to work for it. We had a good culture there. A lot of people that stayed there a long time. And he used to, it was a funny thing. I'm a big Jimmy Buffett fan now, but when I was 16, you're not really listening to Jimmy Buffett. No, and, <laughs> no it's not. You're like, honestly, you're like, what's this old man music?
1: you're so, you're growing up you're 16 in seattle in right. the 90s right i, can, I bet i can starting, i can bet i music.
2: how about some jimmy buffett well <laughs> barney reed loved jimmy buffett so he did brunch on saturday and sunday and brunch would be cranking and then after brunch would end he would put on jimmy buffett's why don't we get drunk and screw and play it really loud like it wasn't just in the kitchen. It was blaring out to the dining room. The manager would run back and be like, everyone can hear it. It's too loud. And I get it, but Hey, it was a culture. It was a fun place to work. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I'll give, obviously I got a lot of stories, but on, I was in high school. So I went on my first date to this restaurant. So, I sat in the corner table, table three. It was a little two-top wedged against the corner, and there's panoramic windows there. Oh, hold on,
1: hold on a second. Let me let me see if I just heard <laughs> you right.
2: Yeah, we'll rewind here. You
1: went on your first ever date to yes. the restaurant you worked at? Yeah. Oh well, weird. I knew the yeah, yes. Ooh, I-, I was gonna mean? get some free Say.
0: appetizers. What are you talking about, man?
2: Uh oh. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, you know, you went there, you're like, hey, it's I'm gonna show off. Hey, look, I I got a girl here with me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I hear yeah. you, but that
1: could have gone terribly well, wrong.
2: Let's just <laughs> say, well, we haven't quite got there yet. Oh, yeah. okay. Not, it wasn't <laughs> terrible, but it was obviously, obviously there might have been a buzz in the restaurant <laughs> yeah. that, that the freaking 16-year-old dishwasher was here with some girl. So it's Friday night. We're going – we went to see Pretty Woman the movie really yes i mean, obviously yeah. i'm dating myself what a great day this yeah. is awesome well let me just say yeah they should teach kids this don't go on a date to the movie you can't fucking meet them you can't talk you can't to them talk, you're like right. the, the worst take thing him in to world. a baseball did, game did you, like, oh, did, we go to the did movies you pull and the, and i gotta put my arm around her
0: yeah you pull the young yeah, move yeah no
2: no <laughs> no of course i didn't i asked <laughs> well don't ask because that don't work that was she was like <laughs> no i was like can i put my arm around her she's like nope i was like all right
1: well, I, all right yeah uh, i hey you, that's how we it. i res-
0: yeah. i respect the the gentle i respect the yeah. the chivalry yeah, i do i do Gentlemen,
1: oh, chivalry. It's- my my first ever date somebody had told me i some evil person i think one of my older brother's friends had told me that girls really like it if you blow into their ear like <laughs> like
2: well, just that was blow, successful blow air
1: sure. so my first date uh, we go to a movie, we get some food, and her mom is giving us a ride back, right? We have like the mom picks us up from the date. There were no Ubers back then. then. Oh, yeah. We're sitting in the back seat. We're you, sitting, you, there, you're, sitting you're, there. The time was that running out. Wow. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> just blowing it. So let me just say uh, that was our last date. But um, yeah, we've all made mistakes as kids. I, I do have to I, I just I'm curious. Did you go to the movie first or the rest? No, restaurant? no, no. You go to movie.
2: At, you go to. I mean, I'm not a barbarian. Yes, Come on. movie
1: first, <laughs> yeah, dinner you, after. So no, you're at we're, din-
2: well, we're teenagers, so yeah. we're not going to the diner at midnight right. or so, you know. But
1: you're you so, go to dinner at your own restaurant yes. after you've been rejected yeah. on the arm No, or no,
2: the arm was after, so oh, it was okay. before.
1: Okay,
0: we okay. were still. You did dinner before. and then a movie. Right. It's yeah, just, so Steve I, it's do you want to go to dinner and a movie? It's not right. a movie and a dinner. What do you come on man. Right. That's anyway, an David, old Please continue. Thing.
2: So, but, uh, <laughs> Steve yeah. he'll, he'll understand
0: so, one day when you're so older. So, I
2: told the bartender <laughs> we had crafts for water and I said I want whatever freaking drink a soda and I he built a big ass straw so I could have this big ass soda and drink it out of yeah. the big straw. But the cooks came out a ra- out out the back of the restaurant, around down the alley to the front, and we're there. The table's wedged into the corner, so it's windows on both sides. They come out with numbers, you know, like like rating her. Oh, oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. So oh. the they, dude, they're, they're like, so like I remember Barney, Barney Reed, the owner, was there. Robert Jacobs and Huckabee, the fucking cooks, came out and fucking pulled the numbers out. And I mean, how great is that it was great. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. That's it's, like wait, some so Olympic this like is exactly what like, like what did
0: the, like, the Russian is jokes this, can can she see this happening, or is or is yes, it only visible? They're outside
2: <laughs> like, on the curb of the street holding numbers up. Yeah. And, well, was, what
0: were yeah, the what were the numbers? I what did they what did they rate it?
2: I, uh, well, let's just say it was a while ago. And I'm guessing they wrote the numbers out before they saw, her, so okay, unless they were peering out. So unfortunately, I don't remember that. I guess we could edit it and I could just make some shit up. No, nah, so, no, nah, 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 yeah. no, no, The, the story's sense. good. No,
1: the no, story is a no, good. They
2: came out. That, it was just a fun job. It was a teenage job where you had fun. A lot yeah. of people work at Dairy Queen or Burger King or, and you just have fun with the people you work with because oh, it's God. not a serious gig. You're not like, well, I got to make money. I got to pay rent. I got to this time rap. to make, this make the just, fucking donuts.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> exactly. And I mean, this was old school. So I made it, no tips, five bucks an hour. That was it. Five bucks, five bucks. And the girls out front, the the minimum wage in Seattle at that time was four twenty five, and they only had waitresses and bus girls. There was one bartender. There were no guys that worked in the front of the house. And I was like, "Well, wait a sec. Those girls are making four twenty five plus twenty to thirty dollars tip." And I was like, "I I want to do that. I want to be out there. Yeah, because I yeah. I like the kitchen. I enjoyed being back there. Other than you're covered with water and you're wet and dirty." But I I enjoyed it. They'd make a prep list, and I'd I'd like to help out. So I'd learn how to make the barbecue sauce, learn how to, you know. So
1: you naturally graduated to prep, just being adjacent to the the had carter,
2: right? They had the dry erase board. They put it up there. And, yeah, I could have just been the normal kid. I mean, obviously, we didn't have phones then. But I could have just leaned around, sat in a pickle bucket, dicked around. But, I you know, I want to be useful. So I was like, hey, good, barbecue sauce, got it. Because they had a buy, you know, yeah, they were a yeah. somewhat organized restaurant. You're 16. Binder.
1: You're smart enough to do a step by step. It's like paint by numbers. You and, know what I mean. And
2: I <laughs> hope chefs, waitresses, bartenders, managers, owners would notice somebody cares and they're doing something. You're like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, this guy cares. Yeah. Because I'm sure you get a lot of yeah. people, and and I mean, you see it a lot now where they're just they're like on the phone, fucking chilling in the back. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good, but you you could help out. You yep. know, so certain mm-hmm. times I get it on the The phone phone. you can clean
0: motherfucker
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i don't go to that i don't i hate that that's that corporate mentality they're like we're getting every nickel out of your ass no but but there's certain times when it's busy-ish you might not be busy you might have your shit handled but you can bring out a rack of glasses you grab some silverware just shit that you know people are going to (laughs) need
1: And that's instead of worrying about your own shit. And that's what makes a great restaurant team is, is just yes. having the awareness to say every now and then I got to go the little extra. I got to pitch in, you know, just help you out. know yeah. it's, it's like a fan. There's nothing wrong with it. more, team. more hands makes less work. So yeah. where, where do you go from there? So you started okay. this local neighborhood so I place, got in, and it I, sounds like you, you were gradually kind of, right.
2: <laughs> I moved into busing. I got to bus and then I was half half. Then I went off to college, didn't like college, came back to Seattle and my friends, daughter that had worked there went to a really big fancy restaurant okay. down the street on Alki Beach called Saltie's on Alki it's been there it was a it was a an old flower warehouse in the early 1920 early 20th century okay. then it got turned into a, a restaurant called the Beach Broiler then it became Saltie's it was Opened by the guy, his name's Jerry King, and he started Red Robin in Seattle. Oh, okay. He's no, the guy well, that yeah, started Red me Robin. Me. Yep. So cool. back in Red Robin was a little bar by the U District. He started in the '60s, and this dude's just been an entrepreneur. I won't say he's the greatest owner, but he owns successful restaurants, right? And this place is a warehouse. And the way it is, if you've ever been to Seattle, there's there's Elliott Bay's the water that goes off of the off of Seattle. And on the other side of downtown Seattle is called West Seattle. And that's where Alki is. And that's where I grew up. And Salty's is there. So Salty's is on the water and it faces a panoramic view of from the stadiums to the space needle of the city. So it's a beautiful view. It's, you know, proms, wedding, wedding. You're
1: almost looking from the western point back towards the city. You're looking
2: east. You're looking east.
1: Yeah, back, back, to the city. back yeah, into, uh, into the, the city. city. Yeah. And the
2: whole, it's the, That's the window, surreal. and it's all big windows. And it's got, you know, I don't know how many tables. There are 60 in it, and it's got a bar. It's got an outside bar. It's got a below mm-hmm. bar. It's got a whole banquet room. They can turn from one, three small ones to one big one or two medium ones. Yeah. It's just, it's so a lot journey. of events,
1: a lot they of big parties. big
2: brunches, yeah. big brunches what, on the weekends. So what were you doing there? I started bussing tables and I was, you get, you
1: break into the front of the house,
2: right? I, yeah, I didn't do anything in the back, but they needed what I started as was the bar busser. They had bar backs, but they, the bar gets really busy. So I just bust the bar and it's, you're just humping back huge trays of plates, helping with stuff. I, whatever they needed. And, and I started doing that. And then that job ends when the summer ends, but I was good and I had a good attitude. So I got to graduate into being a, a bus boy in the dining room, which you make. I mean, this is a very fancy, popular place. It's busy year round. You're starting to make Great good view, money. Now. So I'm making good money. I put away, this was ninety two, ninety three. 93. I put away 15 grand in, Fuck like, yeah, in like, definitely in, in a year, uh, you know, and this was back in the day, you know, like gas was like a buck. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I had a good amount of money. Then mm-hmm. I went off to college on scholarship. I I ran cross country. I was able to. I had that money, and I was going to buy a car, but then I ended up just kind of, you know, using it little by little through college, having
1: a good time, right? And yeah. I didn't work in college.
2: <laughs> I didn't work. I did my cross country as my scholarship, and I worked for the athletic department. That shout out to uh, Hawaii Pacific University. Formerly the Sea Warriors, now currently the Sharks, but you gotta. I oh,
1: I kind of like the Sea Warriors, yeah, sea Warriors better, dude. The Sea Warriors, not
2: politically correct. I don't oh, know. Fuck that. I don't know the politics. The <laughs>
1: sharks, whatever. Hey, sharks are endangered. We yeah, don't need to name mascots. Yeah, I them. don't know. Sea Warriors. <laughs> you
2: we were the Sea Warriors, but
1: I'm sorry, my about about earlier anyone. day
2: before. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> How is football?
0: Sea Warrior? Okay, yeah, you know, you're right. I'm not going to touch that one. That's right. right. <laughs> it's right. It's a. It's a,
2: you know. It's a. It's. A, it's a,
1: so we, we kind of missed the tadpole from Seattle to Hawaii, but I guess college <laughs> right. takes you to right. Hawaii. I, college, right? I went back yeah. to Hawaii.
2: Right. I had right. I had grown up in Seattle till I was five, then I moved to Hawaii. Moved to Hawaii. And now, then I moved back
1: to Seattle. Where so. where does I, I'm so where are some of the what are some of these other positions you've held? Because clearly right. you've refined it now to where your your management, I didn't mean to skip ahead, but oh, I just right. mean there's a big right. graduation it's a lot of gap.
2: Uh, obviously, yeah. I talk a lot. So, no, yeah. which is we're just good. we're getting my podcast for this. Right, yeah.
0: you're a you're a storyteller. Yeah. I love it. The
2: show right. was born for you. baby. So when I went back to Hawaii for college after I finished college, I studied history and art history, and you might know those are fun things, but not so much employable. Let's say <laughs> so. You know, I, you know, oh, I would have loved. I was thinking about grad school, but I. I just was kind of lazy. I hated writing papers. And that's basically what grad school is for the humanities is writing papers and researching. And it wasn't my thing and I was lazy, honestly. So I just didn't feel like doing that. And I got into a place in Hawaii, right down the street from my house where I grew up in near Honolulu in an area called Hawaii Kai. It's like the suburbs called Roy's Restaurant. And Roy's Restaurant is very famous. They, at one point, had one in Baltimore for probably yeah. 15 years. Yep, It probably closed down not too far before the pandemic, yep. about 18, 19 or something. But it it is uh, Roy Yamaguchi. He's a very famous chef. He's, uh went to the Culinary Institute of America, and he had opened a restaurant in California in the 80s. It didn't work out. So he came to, back to Hawaii, and he decided to open a restaurant in our neighborhood. And everyone told him, look, you can't have a restaurant out there. It won't Not a fancy place. It won't be successful. It's 20, 30 minutes from Hawaii Kai or from Waikiki. People are gonna have to take cabs. People are not gonna do it. It is a bad investment. But he had a vision. He is an amazing chef and he got investors to invest in him. And he got a spot. Like from my house, it is a 12-minute walk. I mean, from where I grew up, from where I was when I was five. And so I got in there. I had some friends that went, I went to high school. Jennifer and Monica worked there. And my mom knew the manager, who is a crazy person. Philip Shaw. Yes, that's nepotism. nepotism. (laughs) No, honestly, I told Steve this yesterday. I've never walked into a restaurant, got a piece of paper, put my name and all my bullshit, handed it in, went through an interview, and got a job. Never once. It's always like somebody knew me. Somebody was like, hey, check this place. Let me call them for you. I've never walked in any places I've done that. It's never worked out. I've gone to places where I've done three, four interviews at places and not got the job. I don't know if I couldn't sell myself. I guess I got to rely on nepotism. So mom, <laughs> I was just going to say where, where you've worked, your reputation just precedes you is all it is. But it just I don't know. I mean, Maybe it, I didn't have a good booking uh, resume or didn't have a, a good recommendation, whatever. I mean, the, the people I did always get letters of recommendation, but it just never worked. But so I got in at Roy's and I basically, it was that favor, it was a favor hire. So I got the worst position other than dishwasher probably. So I was a busboy in the downstairs bar. So the downstairs bar of Roy's has no, like we couldn't even get water. You had to ask the bartender to give you waters. There was no water. There was no ice. So we had to, all the plate, all the food came downstairs and all the plates had to go back upstairs. And we're talking- about 20 granite stairs so you went up about five six then you went up Big about turn. 12 then you went up about five yeah. and it's over a little waterfall it's very beautiful but it's like if you're bussing you're humping up a stack of plates all the time wet dirty bringing stuff down helping the food runners a little it, it's just it's not an easy job and because it's the lounge people aren't ordering entrees and stuff it's more hawaii and style poo-poos or appetizers and salads. So you're not getting the bigger checks. So it's not a great job, but it's what they gave me. And I was kind of like, all right, I didn't know. Cause when I'd worked in a bar before I made great money, but mm-hmm. Philip Shaw was our manager. He was, he's a little crazy. He is a great <laughs> manager. He, I learned a lot, but he, he kind of saw that I was pretty good. So he said, okay, well, we're going to make you a busboy upstairs. Which is where you start making pretty good
1: money. When I mean, do you when do you become a motherfucking barber? Sorry, get, get there, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, like, what's a man? Really I, I, I told Mike.
2: I said I might be the only one to out-talk him.
1: No, no, no. It's okay. It's not about the story. I'm, I'm more. I'm more upset for you. Like the potential right. is clearly well, there. I was young that I keep, was. They keep seeing him do all this extra work, going the extra mile. But right? I was like, I'm like, you know what? We're gonna promote you from busboy boy downstairs to busboy boy upstairs, right. you know? So what I mean? well, these are this is a fancy restaurant,
2: so you really I mean. This is the kind of place to be you. a bartender. You. you gotta wait
1: five years. You're absolutely like right. nobody no, leaves. You gotta
2: put in, you gotta put in the time, these you gotta old, wait behind these the people's. These yet.
1: fancy places, the bartenders don't leave. You're absolutely right. I'm they more, nail I'm a more, good ki- spot. I'm, I'm more in. kidding than anything, but no, it sounds like you're progressing. But does is does this kind of start the era of
2: yes, your Hawaii
1: is, career? Yes, right? this
2: is when I decided, all right, I'm gonna be in the restaurant. And so Philip Shaw, who is a he's a great guy. He I learned a lot from him. He's a hard guy to work for. He's a very much a character of himself. Like everyone knows him. Like if you work for Philip Shaw, you know him. He was always like, hello, my friend, welcome. Did you enjoy? Did you enjoy everything? (laughs) He he had a very certain way about him. And he always was like, he'd be sitting eating his dinner when I'd be done at the end of the night. And I go, oh, Philip, can I go home? Is everything good? He's like, were you, were you like Michael Jordan? Were you like Jordan? Were you Jordan today? Did you lead the team? Were you the Michael Jordan? were you i mean he just had these things and everyone knows it everyone knows this like if you work for him for two weeks you know my friend did you enjoy it mike who
1: does he he sound like you know who he sounds like yeah what's Teddy. he looks he (laughs) sounds like fucking teddy dude from the diner this greek guy he fought you know five seven beautiful italian suits and he just oh how are you how you been? And even to this day, when I walk in the diners, like, what are you doing with yourself? You're down school. You're making money. You're doing well. It's like, why don't you come and see us more? You're going to come and see us more. Come on, get in here. You know? right. it's, it's, they're almost it's a character sticky. of themselves. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's all,
2: and again, we we would did really and did everybody head, that yeah. worked with him knows him. And even when I have like some of my friends that worked there, that I went to elementary and high school and stuff with, we still, did you enjoy my friend? Was everything good? <laughs> did you enjoy? And he'd, Be like, he went to Fiji one time. He's like, they say Bula in Fiji. Bula is like Aloha in Hawaii. Bula. He would just do these things. And he was just a character himself. But he liked me. He wanted to make me a waiter. And I was like, I didn't drink much. If at all, then I didn't know. You know, it's overwhelming. Roy's was one of the best restaurants every year in Hawaii. So Mm -hmm. it was like Mm -hmm. a lot of stress. And I was like, fuck this. I am, I don't know any of this. So I said, no, I'm going to be a busboy. Then- I got to be a food runner. One of the food runners went to train for a few months. So I took the spot. So I learned all the food by food running. Like the way the system there is the food runners take everything to the table. So if there's Mm -hmm. four plates for a table, we get two food runners. We take all the plates. Or if there's a 10 top, we get three food runners and we get a waiter or two. So all the plates go down at same time. Mm -hmm. Like you don't grab two plates, put them down. Go grab two plates. I mean, there were a lot of rules. It's very fancy. I mean, very- you you
0: you literally set the plates down at the same time, is what you're saying. Yes,
1: yes,
2: you're yeah. all there. I mean, it doesn't have to all hit the table simultaneously. It's but not. The that. idea is this right. order
1: is complete. Everybody's right. everybody's, everybody's there. And yeah.
2: like I said, if yeah. you had if there was one food runner and you had six dishes, you would grab three, and you would get a. If there was no other food runner, you get a wait, waiter or waitress. They would drop the food. So I did that for a couple months and I got, I was very good at it. I did well. I didn't get yelled at by the chefs, which would be terrifying at that point. This is the <laughs> late nineties. Terrifying at every at point. Yeah. Well, they could yell at you. I mean, this was an open restaurant too. So they were able oh, to oh. yell at you, but keep their voice down. And like Roy, for example, would you, he's a very quiet guy. So he'd be like, Hey, Hey, buddy. Hey. And you couldn't hear him because the lines up to there, there's two levels. It's cold down below. And then it's hot above. So the lines up to your head almost, so you can't really hear the chefs. And he's like, "Hey, buddy, come in, get the fuck food up, take the fuck the food, get the fuck, fuck." And that's all you hear. You're like, "Okay, yeah, sure, Roy, let me take the food out. Yeah, no problem." So I didn't want to be a waiter, but when that, <laughs> no, <at> that point, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, right. I didn't want to get. I mean, I didn't want more stress fussing, than I already had. You Didn't in my life. interact with yeah. the with the customers that yeah. much. Other, would you like coffee? Would you like more water, bread? It was easy enough. So at this point, they said, okay, here's the deal. You can't food run anymore because dude's back. You can go mm-hmm. back to busing or you can be a waiter. And I was at that point. I bust a shift or two, and I just realized it was done. You, you that you can't go back home. You know, yeah. it was mm-hmm. done. I couldn't. You had bust. learned too
1: much about it. You had gotten too deep. In the it was day. time it was, to move on. You had so seen I, too much. Yes. I
2: did the work and I worked with a guy named Paulo Sono, who I mentioned before, who was a bartender. He was mostly the downstairs bartender, but he worked upstairs a few nights and he was one of those guys. He was a hard ass. He was old school. But if you showed interest and he showed you cared, he taught me and he's like, he'd be, I'd be like, what's Campari? He'd pour a little Campari he'd be like, this is Campari. It's a bitter liqueur and you use it in an Negroni and da da da. Or hey, here's Drambuie. It's a uh, honey mm, and I love and that. Flow. Right. He, but, but he really he taught
0: you, but like hands on experience and right. explained it. I love that. And
2: man. he taught me because I gave a shit. I'm sure yeah. he passed by a bunch of dipshits mm-hmm. that just leaned against the wall, fucking around, didn't yeah. care. And he didn't care either, but I cared and he taught me a lot. So I started serving. I learned a bunch of that. I was one of the, we had a good crew because it was a lot of it was one of those times when a restaurant turns over for whatever there was no reason but a lot of the bus boys became waiters. So we had a lot of yeah. there were people six graduated or eight of us it right was just and a lot. we all graduated at the same time. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. just a huge move up, you know, with a lot of these guys. So it was a nowadays I'd say more of a rare restaurant where most of our waiter staff, most of our staff of four servers were waiters not waitresses we had a yeah. few but mostly we had guys and we were really yeah, into wine. A we had an amazing no, yeah uh,
0: it's 2023 the term is servers david servers? so yeah I'm, not... I'm just gonna need you to check that <laughs> shit okay <laughs>
2: waitresses <laughs> yes uh i'm kidding <laughs> yeah i know you're busting balls that's all right yeah. okay i actually
1: balls. like to sometimes uh wait tables with my dick out under my apron just yeah, there
0: just it for is. funsies i'm telling you they're gonna that use could, they're gonna use change this change in things. court steve <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, try it try it there's a mike there's a reason they call it small claims court <laughs> <laughs> he's saying
2: that he has that was a small, great. Penis. That was a small i know
1: it
0: was a small dick joke. a it. small
1: it's penis joke like that was sitting right there for you i had to make it before you could come up with that, that all right so great. anyway
2: i believe Roy, you like to it, say low low hanging fruit yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, look i heard that on a podcast not that not show. that low not that low uh, <laughs> come on all right. so i so i did become so Roy, a server.
1: roy's is that moment where right where I, I turn I, we actually haven't talked about this ever on the show where you take a step back and you're like i can't do this anymore um i've I've grown out of this, like and I've, you have seen that it a lot. I've seen.
2: I've worked at some places where they have them, and currently where I work, we have some some of the waitresses that are bussers and servers. It's a hard, it's a hard line because you're kind of running your own show, and then you're you're getting and you sooner or, or later from other people. And, it's a hard line to go back
1: and forth. Sooner and I, or later, I you cannot you cannot be content. Yeah, you can. Cannot- well, and also, awesome. I, I
0: imagine the money's got to be so different too. I mean, right, even in right. your situation, Obviously. I would imagine that's the case, Yeah,
2: I mean, we were making good money. I know the the one year I worked, I worked a lot. I like to work a lot. They didn't have lunch. This was a dinner only joint, five till nine. That was it, seven days a week. And I would work five or six days. I was the fish king. I was, I sold the most, they'd always have fish competitions because they wanted you to push swordfish and salmon. Were Push the or, fish, or, it's about to turn, yeah. Well, no, it wasn't as much that, but they were more inexpensive compared to like a snapper or mahi-mahi were more expensive. So they wanted you to to push the fish. Not that they're bad, they're just cheaper.
1: Yeah, I got you. You know, they're not it, bad It's fish. a good
2: price point for the restaurant right. and for the customer. And so they, I was the fish king many times, but I would work a lot because I want to make money. And so I did that. And then a position opened where I could bartend a day a week. You know, the fill in for when the regular dude is elusive. Right. So I I was like, shit. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. And I did that. And that's where like Paul had taught me a lot of the drinks. I knew most of the stuff. So I did that. But it was that kind of thing. Like if you want a lot of these old, these more fancy places, if you want to get into the bar, you got to, you got to wait. I mean, these guys aren't, this isn't Chili's. This isn't. Freaking Applebee's, where they're rolling through people. People are coming. Yeah. People are no, going. Somebody's are making students. a living. He's a professional
1: restauranter. Yeah. Somebody is making a living there. Yeah. They ain't giving this up. Right. You it's, know, and you're, if you're coming, that's one of the other reasons. And I'm sorry, you said his name was Bruce who taught you?
2: Uh, no, Paul. 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 Yes.
1: Uh, the other reason that Paul probably doesn't want to teach some fucking dumbass leaning against the wall is because he knows that sooner or later, if I teach this dumbass, he's going to come for my neck. Heck, if i treat somebody who cares right it might be a different sort of rise for them behind me so yeah people are really protective once it gets into that career level right. but uh,
2: these these are pros i this mean is, everybody most people there were working pretty much full time i mean this it wasn't a lunch house that's not what they did yeah. there's no business and people out there so there's no lunch
1: what a cool environment for you to start Taking those first fundamental steps in your bartending and serving journey, it was
2: very hard. I would never. clearly, it it clearly gave you an enormous
1: amount of patience and thoughtfulness with how you, how you. I'm serious. Last 48 hours, one of the things, the themes that we've talked the most about is how you feel about your staff, how you teach them, mm-hmm. how you've brought them up, how you've trained these seasonal workers that might yep. only be there with you for six months and then they're some, back sometimes off. Sometimes it's three months, some two and a half. And you're and the way that you talk about them, you're in a good way possessive. You're almost familiar with my my girls, my guys, my girls, my people that I'm training. I have a
2: bunch of people that I work with currently now that we came from another restaurant that got yeah. sold and we weren't happy with it. We tried it. We tried our best for a year. It didn't work. No, I mean, the guy had a different philosophy, we yeah. had a different philosophy, and it didn't work. But then I went over to a place where I had some other connections, and I was like, well, I got to bring some people in. So I just said, hey, do you want to work? And do you want to work? Some of them, you know, have regular jobs, yeah. you know, I won't say regular, but nine to five are jobs. Yeah, non- teachers, non-service. Non-service industry. Yeah. industry. And I brought them over, and yeah, just maybe three – shifts a week, but enough to get me through so I can make it to, I mean, this was COVID when I moved over.
1: It's just so clear. And maybe I, I, I guess the question I have for you is have you really taken a step back and, and look back at this, the, the thoughtfulness and the care with which you manage is because of that environment. They, I, oh, I, they 100% forced agree. you to be patient in the way you were pacing your own development. They forced you to be really, also really focused it, in how you were learning. I also
0: think it's just part of who David is because a lot of people, you know, whenever they're like, hey, do you want to, you know, serve? They would have jumped at that just for the money. And you were and like, eh, like them, right? yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it I seems was, like you take uh, a lot honestly, of, of Honestly, I was doing. not
2: ready when I did it, but yeah. I was not ready when they asked me. I didn't know anything. Yeah. And I could have done it. I mean, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff is just memorization. Like I got a couple of mm-hmm. new barbacks this year. They just made flashcards and memorized all the drinks. Yeah. In yeah. a week, both of them had it. That's all it is, and I was in college, and I was good at that. I was good at memorizing things for history and art and stuff like that, so I could have done it, but I wouldn't have had knowledge i would yeah. have, i I would have had information yeah and and then i I got it, I got it there i I got up there, and the bartending helped me kind of move on, but Roy's got to the point it was very stressful it was it was definitely a negative attitude there they had it was one of those places they cared so much about their customers, which is not a bad thing but they need to care that much about the employees. Yeah. And that was where it was kind of hard because we did have a lot of pre-shift meetings, which was just negative, negative, negative. All right, get out there. Have gotta, a good be better, night. gotta be better, and, gotta be better, gotta be better. I just don't, I, again, every time there's issues like, hey- Everybody's coming late. We can't fucking have this, or
1: everybody's screwing up And honestly We can't have this. It honestly but, sounds like Catholic Mass. But you so fucked cool. up. <laughs> you're the worst. Right? Yeah. You're going to hell. That doesn't you need to you do anywhere. this, 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 hey. this. Now get into the confectioner box. Get right. out there. Well, get go in. There. Go in and deal
2: <laughs> with customers all night and put a fucking smile on. Yeah. You're got we get out of the meetings and just be yeah. like all right, have a good night, everybody.
0: Demoralized.
2: Yeah, it was not a good
0: yeah.
1: – well,
2: it wasn't a good attitude. And I was not doing well. I was having well, trouble with my girlfriend. And-,
1: and and so you're kind of coming to this breaking point, it sounds like, with right. Roy's. But, you know, some of me thinks that you're avoiding the gauntlet right now, which is why I'm going to take no, the no. reins back a little bit. But um, explain to <laughs> me how we get from here, this point at Roy's, this kind of critical point where it, that place was so formative. For right. for it your career to experience to now where you're where you're at now, and I'm not to tease this, I know you're going to tell us all about it, but now you're managing a team, you're helping. Yeah, in well, I've, I've, I got we it. Get, the only
2: we... reason I got into management is because it was just kind of this was the gig. <laughs> okay. I, well, because my other I had worked kind of
1: like we need a server. Right, you don't. Right, you, you can't right, be an expert
2: anymore. <laughs> well, I uh, so eventually I got I ended up in Maine. My best friend from college, Dorset. She's from Maine, and she. I was going to travel in Europe. I was sick of Hawaii, sick of Roy, sick of my girlfriend, sick of everything. And I said, (laughs) "Yeah, I was just done." It was one of those points where I was just like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go travel."
1: I need I need to just just hit the right.
2: I needed to just reset the pause button. I was I'm gonna go to Europe. I'm gonna travel. But she was like, "Hey, this this inn I know." is trying to hire a bartender. They can't find anyone. And I was like, well, I got a girlfriend. I got a gig. I make a lot of money. But, uh, and then after a couple of weeks I was just like, yeah, this is time. I'm done with this. So I took this job and unfortunately they had hired a bartender. So I went in as a server and I bartended a couple of days a week and I went over and this in job. It was okay. It wasn't very, it's a little more away from Kenny Bunkport. So it was a gig it got me in my feet on the ground. Then my butt I met through my friend Dorset. She met a guy named Dan Saint Pierre. And Dan Saint Pierre is very similar to you. He is <laughs> he is the person around
1: town. I wish I had a he, cool name like Dan Saint Pierre. He's Dan St. Pierre. He's
2: just he's
1: Stevie yes, Saint Pierre.
2: Steve, Steve Haley just doesn't have the same same yeah, no. oh He's God. just he's just a cool guy. I, I remember the
1: yeah, no, Stephen Haley doesn't Steve really Haley, fucking I know love it. Canote a lot of uh uh Genesequa. There's if not want, like...
2: I could call you Steve St. Pierre. It's your it's your it's <laughs> let your, me think like, about detective that. detective name. Let me all think right. about that. We'll talk because we'll talk I already have ourselves.
1: my Vegas name. I'm Bobby Uno in Vegas, and <laughs> uh you know I I I could <laughs> probably I, I could probably use Stevie St. Pierre when I check in the host, uh, hotel, so all of our adoring barfly fans don't you know, try to knock on my hotel door. Yeah.
0: That's like. what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that, Michael. All right. Sorry, so all right, so Dan me, got me, me into, Dan.
2: I won't name this place because it's been sold. Right. And I don't want to promote it because I don't care for it. And it was a great restaurant when I worked there. It's a lobster restaurant. So if anybody knows, they know what it is, but Dan got me into this place and it was a great job. It was that kind of place where the owner, Robert Fisher, was a really good guy. He was a hard fucking worker. When I started, he was working six doubles a week. He swept the floors at the end of the night. He was trying to make a a business really run, and he did, and we helped him. A lot of people helped and worked hard to make this place run, and I went in there. I worked there on two stints for six years, and in between, there were some issues we need not get into, but I went to a fancier restaurant in town for three years, and as I walked in, I had... Uh, the owner said, well, can you bartend? I said, I can, I can bartend. She's like, you're the bartender. Good luck. Nothing, <laughs> the no training, good no luck. look at the menu, no fucking, there you go. Yeah, it was like May May 17th, May 12th, something just, there, there you are. That's That's your bar. Good luck. She showed me like a couple, like I like the Cosmos like this. I like this or that. She showed me a couple things. That was it.
1: And like then a, she blessed you with holy water. And she's said, like, "Godspeed, <laughs> my boy." And
2: and I'll tell you, I was at a point where I had, I was like twelve thousand dollars in debt. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of like, "Oh fuck, all right, we'll try it." And at first, it really wasn't working. But then a couple people quit. Then I started working all the time, and I worked some weeks, honestly, old school style, six, seven days a week. Yeah, I would pick up the seventh night from the other bartender that worked. I think I worked five. She worked two. I'd pick up a, a shift or two of her shifts. So I'd work seven days because they didn't give a shit about overtime. You could work all like you worked 65 yeah. hours. I, they I loved, love a good tourist town, baby. <laughs> they love people that wanted to work. They, you know, a lot of places are like mm-hmm. oh, overtime. No, but I look at mm-hmm. overtime as an investment. These people want to mm-hmm. be there. I'm guessing. Yeah, obviously it's money, but also if they want to be there, they must like it.
1: My only pushback mm-hmm. is I want you at your best now i'm with you i can't tell you how many times i've been in your situation where i was like you you better let me work as much as i want like i need the money i need to be here like if i want to work 60 70 hours let me work it but if i am a bar owner a bar manager i'm not gonna lie there have been moments where i'm like i'm sorry you're just
2: you're crispy you're you're
1: you're gross you smell you're fucking tired (laughs) you look tired you you just put you just put <clears> tequila in that martini. Like, fucking dude, you're done. You're done. Go you home. Know, the smell looks is funny as
2: possible. The grumpy maybe. But I still made the drinks know, right. But <laughs> uh, the drinks were right. The drinks were right. Yeah. And it was a hard bar to work at. Like, I had to make the drinks for our 30 tables. I'd say 25 tables. I had eight or nine bar seats. Service and I had three drinks. little tables. And I had to take care of them all. I Luckily, I had food runners bringing food out. But I had a lot – it was a lot of keeping the freaking plates spinning. Yeah. You know, keeping the balls in the air. Yeah. And it was a great job. I made good money. I paid off all my debt in one year. I and was going to say, I, you I were trying to keep
0: that Mustang running, I'm assuming. That's why you were. Yeah, well,
2: that, yeah the Mustang might have disappeared in about 92. 92- 90, 90, actually. I think it did last. It wasn't a long run. It's
1: like the Mustang vanished and I popped into the world. You no, know, I uh, right I, I rolled 90. into
2: the uh, the Mustang Toyota Spirit. MR2 Spider. That nice. Was, that was my. You know, oh my god! You gotta go. You gotta MR2 go convertible. Spider. I, I finally after my Spider, I had it for sixteen years. It just died two years ago. Oh, and I got a new
1: one. oh let's put one man. in the air. Let's put one in the air for the Spider. Yes, yes. To yes, for the, spider. the Spider. Come to on, spider. Come yes. Take. Now. Now, we're in Kenny Bunkport mine at this point of yes. the drink And as most barflies know, um, we do go long. But this is officially going to take the cadence Yeah, I blame in. myself. But, no, stop. One of the more interesting ones. I, I love this journey. We start in Seattle. We go from Seattle, Hawaii, and the Hawaii domain. All these different stops. But such a weird – and I hope you don't take any offense to this – such an interesting pace. You know, I think uh, a lot of our, our drink-in <clears throat> Stories are very linear. I started at the bottom and I just went up and I just always wanted more responsibility, more money, more exposure. Or it was, I walked in as an EPO baby. I went right to bartending and I never looked back. I Mm. love this story because it's so much more about quality. I'm going to maximize the environment I'm in. I'm going to, I'm at a restaurant that's very nice. Like this is, this is like, the peak of what is available in the local area. I'm going to max it out before I kind of start progressing forward. And I, so I think that thoughtfulness. Oh no, something. I love
0: this. I'm. I'm. I'm so. I'm, I'm. Fuck. I wish I was there so much. Yeah, but uh no, I should
1: have.
0: I,
2: I should have. <laughs> no, what, no, no, no. Did no. I have to buy you a ticket to come out, <laughs> you bastard? I mean, so, you were we'll, we'll not come sharing visit. my room in the Hyatt. But <laughs> the T-shirt was going to got you
1: out there. You ungrateful. No, 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 you.
0: no. But I just mean, I know like, this has been a great drink, today, but I'm I'm super excited for the gauntlet because with the, you know, just with the storytelling of, of your past, uh, I'm excited know, to hear some of the stories that you, you cherry picked for us. Well, I'll hopefully
2: what? David.
1: David, it will go downhill because that's how the gauntlet works. Yeah, we hope. That's how Come on. Works.
2: Well, that's why I'm going to make another drink. David, here. it's going to descend into madness here, and we'll
1: and right. we'll take a little break before the gauntlet, so you can All make right, us a cool. few more. But we got to before- make us.
2: We didn't have enough ice. I knew the ice was.
1: <laughs> I knew we would make. It was only enough for right
0: one drink, here. Steve. What the fuck and is I, wrong? I, I, no, I know, I know it,
1: but
2: man, it I fucked I, up. But I also knew if we had a another thing of ice, it would just be
1: melting here. So it was a fine line. Yeah. Now and That's why.
0: That's why I had to make my drink early. So that way it didn't melt. Now, yeah.
1: before we do wrap up this, No, that's in, alcoholism. I want to talk about where you're at.
2: <laughs> Fuck you, David. Okay. You. Uh, I appreciate that. You're, <laughs> yeah, thank you.
1: I want to talk Cheers. about where you're at now. So- okay.
2: So now, so I, I ended up back at the lobster restaurant. Six years. Had a great run. We were open seven months. I made great money. It got sold. I didn't like the new situation. I really tried. I tried to get... Honestly, I tried to piggyback, get everybody on board, you know, come on, rah, rah. We kept a lot of our people. It d- didn't work out. Everybody left. So poison the well. Over right, time, it was right? done. And again, it, it it is what it is. What are you going to do? You know, it was unfortunate, but the life goes on. You got to, you know, you got to get up the next day. So I had a friend named Candy that I worked with. She's a great girl. I really like her. And her mom, Cordy, they had <laughs> known me from, uh, Pier, oh, I guess I can say it's Pier Seventy Seven was the fancy restaurant I worked at in Cape Porpoise, but it's Candy Bunkport. It's closed now, but that's because it got sold, so it's not closed because it was a bad thing. Right, right. But so she had worked with me as a bartender, Candy, and she is the general manager of this restaurant now that I currently work at. They run wharf, so a run wharf a Rundle shout out to that's, all, that's, it's all the we're crew at. up there. Place to be beautiful spot, best view in the port. It's right on the river. Get some great views. It's great outdoor kind of summer restaurant. We're open five months. Come see us. Um, So she talked to her and I was like, they had been looking for a bar manager. They had some issues. The old bar manager had some health issues. They were trying to fill it. She had been asking me like, hey, can you come over? Can you do a couple shifts? And I like when I worked at the lobster restaurant, I worked nine to 10 shifts a week. So I worked a lot, but I had my couple days off to go to concerts or go down to Boston, whatever I did. But so I got into Rundle Wharf and of course I start 2020 what's 2020 COVID. So I'm in Hawaii trying to figure out, well, am I going to go to this restaurant that might be open for a week and then COVID closes it down. And so I was really weighing the options, but cause that, that point we were getting, I was on unemployment and we were getting the supplemental unemployment from the government. So I was getting a thousand bucks a week. So it's hard. And I was going to get that like till September. And it was really hard to be like, I'll just turn off a thousand bucks to go to a job that nobody knew what COVID was going to do in May
0: yeah. or June
2: 2020.
0: Well, so I- and, you're, and you're in Hawaii at this point in time? I'm in Hawaii. Yeah. My mom lives yeah. in Hawaii. So come on, a thousand bucks a, um, <laughs> right.
2: a week in Hawaii. Fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me a right. break. <laughs> but I-, I had told my friend, I told Candy that I was going to come. So I said, All right. Well, I said I'm going to do it. We're going to open we opened late because of covid and issue all right. that so i went opened it and they kind of gave me the keys to the kingdom they said okay do what you want look things over look at the prices look at the product change Work things the drinks around. yeah everything we had it's so every- cool
1: that you finally you got you got the control right and i and i didn't
2: want it and i i mean still some days you're like i being mm-hmm. a manager is like wrangling cats it is like, it's, I, I'm not a parent. I probably will never be a parent, but I think it's like what happens when a parent comes home and you have two or three kids and everybody's like, this happened, that happened, this person, this kid did this. I walk in and it's all like some days I go in early, you know, one day, like last year I, I brought, I bought some champagne glasses online. Cause we couldn't many issues with COVID. You couldn't get supplies. So I bought them on a, a website online and I brought them in and I was like, I'm going to bring them in, get them washed. I was there like an hour before work. And as soon as I come in, Oh, Hey Dave, can you change the Pepsi? And I was just like, "Motherfucker!" (laughs) I was like, can I, I I mean, it's like, I'm not only here on my time to make sure we have the things that can make the restaurant successful. So you're not pouring champagne in a wine glass, but now you need me to do your job. And I try to do, I'm, I'm in charge of the sodas, so I try and change them because I don't want people one of the girls the other day, it always says honestly, it says on these boxes sodas, don't use a knife. So the soda had changed. So I'll give her to the credit. She went out to try and change it because a lot of people would just be like, soda's not working? Fuck it. We're out of Pepsi. But she went out to change it and to show this other girl. But what she did is she took a pair of scissors and couldn't Cause you know you can't get those damn things open with your fingers, so I yeah. just punch it. I just punch it. I close. always punch yeah. it or I put
1: an elbow right, into it. There you go. But right. I, I, for whatever reason, I'm envisioning the first girl going out uh with the scissors and the second girl going out and be, and being like Crocodile Dundee. You think that's a knife? No, no, no <laughs> it's, it's far <laughs> I'll from that. i probably had a twenty year old waitress going. <laughs>
2: How do you
1: yeah. – it's a box. How all do right. you get this thing in a box? This is the Drankton, David. Okay, rain it in. All right. All right rain it in. <laughs> we're gonna, Bring it back. We're going to talk, uh, talk about the staff here. I'm going here. so Steve on it. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. You, we're going to talk about the staff, but right now the is back. I'm going to say two things before yes. we move into the gauntlet. Go for it. Number one, to all the wonderful people. At the Anna Arundel. Anna Arundel. See, I'm doing the Baltimore thing. Arundel. 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 See, we have a county. Not Arundale, Guys, it we, is not we have a county of around the here Lord called Anne Arundel. Okay. Arundel. For all of the wonderful people at the Arundel Wharf. Great staff. From Mike and I, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for letting us steal David for a few days so that we can do this show and put all your deepest and darkest secrets on a podcast. <laughs> yes. All right. And number two, number two change your own goddamn fucking pepsi no. my god <laughs> no, no don't, don't use change scissors. it. don't, don't change don't, it because she poked it open it, well yeah but change it change it without a sharp object right. okay but
2: to her credit i will give her credit she did get the flexi tape <laughs> uh, and she <laughs> oh, flexi taped oh, wow. it because i walked out there and i just saw scissors and tape and like a crime scene, yeah. And I bun- and I was this? like, "What is this? This can't be good. What is this? Billy Maze's granddaughter? What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, what? it was not. Right. It was not good.
1: All right, I know we have so much more to get into. We have so much more to unpack. But what a drinking that was! I think my eyebrows are singed the fuck off now. We we're going right into the gauntlet, but we are gonna take a little pre-gauntlet break, and then we're gonna get started again. Okay, so just give me one second.
0: I'm glad I drinks. Okay, that was a quick
1: break. We, we are back we usually don't do multiple breaks but we're gonna do one tonight and uh i only have one more question for you here david well at least for now are you motherfucking ready for the motherfucking gauntlet <laughs> no well too bad oh, yeah, yeah too Come bad on, what the
2: fuck? <laughs> the fuck are we doing
1: here yes too bad you've flown down from maine we're not letting you get back on that fucking bird till you get to question 10 okay i'm not i won't take you to the airport fair enough you'll have to fight <laughs> to get out of the house
0: yeah no, he I said he'd pick you up but he, he never said he'd there. take you back to be fair so
2: right, right Damn exactly. straight. you, you can head to baltimore and you never leave you can hang out anytime you want <laughs> hotel california
1: but you can never leave until you finish the fucking gauntlet all right here it is the gauntlet Right, David. Uh, Mike, why aren't the banners changing? Give
0: me a second, I'll do it. Just there it is, there it
1: is, there it is. Okay, David. Question number one Pet peeves and misconceptions. Now, these can be pet peeves that you have about the business, about your co workers, pet peeves you have about customers. It can also be misconceptions that patrons might have about you or just the restaurant business in general.
2: All right. So obviously I've listened to the podcast quite a few times. I'm going to go over some of the same shit, but I fucking hate it when people are like, so what are you going to do with your life? I was (laughs) like, you know what? This is a fucking job. A lot of people pay for their bills, pay for their kids to go to college, pay for their fucking rent, their vacations, their, their, their cars. everything. is a All job. All the same
1: things you pay for. And yes,
2: some people <laughs> just work two nights a week to throw a couple extra bucks in the kitty to have a little extra vacation money. Great. Awesome. Restaurants survive on that little bit of help. But restaurants are also run by a lot of professional people that work really fucking hard. And it is a job just because the job, unfortunately, a lot of times is five till 11 or something doesn't make it Mm -hmm. a job. And I hate that. I hate that. And I've worked with a bunch of people that have like, you know, getting their degrees, getting their whatever they are. And then they go, you know, last night, I'm out of here, man. Good luck, guys. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. Month later. They're back working two nights a week because <laughs> they can't pay because, their fucking bills yeah. with their nine to five job, and here they are because
0: be, oh. because they got a degree in art and history is what happened.
2: Uh, okay, <laughs> that's a little. Come on,
0: a little come I'm on. sorry, Dave. I'm just wearing say, my
2: shirt.
1: Oh, wait, I actually got. This. All right, if you don't it. mind, can, Fuck I, that guy. can I? Can I? Can yeah, I? You got. I, I got you. I got. Yeah. You. All right, are you, you. ready? Are you ready? Yeah, we all don't have a uh, daddy who started his own company that we can crawl back to Kansas and work for. Now, oh, okay. do we?
0: Wow. Now, trust oh, me, I... I-
1: <laughs> you want to play this game? Wow. You want to play this wow. game? <laughs> That's not nice
2: yeah
0: if, so if you think i'm I making good they, money from that then yeah I know, I
1: know by the way thank you daddy mike uh we appreciate yeah. all your no shit he's fun. the only person
0: who's fucking giving us real money <laughs> for this fucking thank I'm you to totally our patreon good. members totally fucking but asshole. you
1: cannot attack my buddy david like that okay we've got i was joking around
0: i'm sorry i couldn't help myself it's these rum punches anyway, got me feeling do a plug. Do
2: a quick plug. Sick plug. Sick plug. CIC power box. CIC. Wherever power you go, box. go I'm fuck a yourself power your face, you <laughs> want
1: Sick. <laughs> Yes.
2: Sick plug. Sick plug. I like uh, it. Oh dude. All right. Give us
1: some other pepies.
2: This one. The last couple days, these fucking I hate to be this way, but it's women. They're they're sitting at a table. There's two couples. They're about 60. They're sitting there. They had come from the bar. They already had drinks and an app. So they've got drinks. And the lady's like, well, can we move to that table? Mm. And I'm talking a table that is, you can, the table they're sitting on, if they turn, they can touch it. So it is not that big of a deal. Yes. And then, but they want me to say, they said, well, is that all right? Do you care? And I just said, it is what it is. How, what do you want me to say? I cannot wait to move you Two feet further that way, and it's happened. It happened twice, and with, I just, the, sa- with the same with uh, no, the same ladies. No, different. Same Same t- tables, but one is a little closer to the water, and the sun mm. does shine in at the in the evening. So it's, it's light, a fair request, afternoon. but uh, fuck them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean you no, want to no. make customers happy. No, no, no. But, no. but I'm okay. I'm fine with them moving. I'm fine with that. But I do not. I do not want you to ask me to endorse it. I can't wait
1: to move you.
2: Uh, no, <laughs> they did to their in their defense. They did move. This all their
1: is defense. a good one for us to sit in for a second. And and here's why. I think a lot of times when we talk about our annoyance, our pet peeves with customers that. Seat themselves or yes, right? That's it, it comes down to a couple of factors. One, do you have clear signage or do you have a host that's supposed to be seating it's people? A lack if of no, obviously. that's fine. Because the other thing I hate is if you're standing around, and it's clearly self seating and I have to be like, go sit anywhere, I'll be right with you. Right? Or if you come up the bar and ask when it's like, why are you asking me? Go get a table. So I think you can get annoyed either way. And that sometimes is not even fair to the customer. But right. that's but not these, what,
2: but these people that were sat by a host and right. put there. And they had at that point, which often happens, and I'll see it usually woman. Sorry. But they will the woman will not sit down. Like I will start She'll making the water. And the I'll see the woman. The woman will be walking. The guy's just walking to the table like a like a golden retriever. Yeah, not care. Just he just wants to and eat. the woman, the woman's yeah. doing What is what table is better than that? Yeah, I don't. This might be the second best table, but I want the best.
1: So, again, again, (laughs) let's put ourselves in her shoes for a second, albeit maybe ridiculous, right? right, How she's thinking her end goal is I want the best table, which don't we all, right? Like, we all want the best steak, the best service, the best cocktail, the best table, the best view. We want to get treated Mm -hmm. like kings and queens when we go out. That's kind of part of the restaurant experience, I'm going to get served. It's great. I'm not making the meal for myself. So in theory, that's fine. But this podcast is supposed to be a roadmap for people to understand the industry better. So let's talk about some of the reasons of why a guest cannot reseat themselves to another table. Here's a few that come up to mind. The restaurant's busy, and because of size of party or request from patrons, one particular server section has been sat, 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 sat. They're dying, they're, they're weeded, they're, they're hurting. All the way. We sit you in a section adjacent to that that another server is doing fine in. But th- guess what? For them, they haven't been sat in a while. They have a smaller table section. They're not making a lot of money. And then you decide to stand up in mood. Guess what's the problem with that? You're not going to get good service because you're now going to maybe what you consider to be a better table from an atmosphere standpoint, but a table to section service. of somebody that... Right. It's not equipped at that time to give you great service, and we're trying to sit you here so you get a great experience. So you get your food on time, your drinks on time, and you get some personalization with the service. Yeah. Or,
2: or at our place, we have a lot of we have a lot of outdoor tables. Right. The outdoor tables are bolted to the deck because it gets windy and it's main. The indoor tables in the we have a tent, so it's the sides go up. It's somewhat outdoors, but it has a tent over it. All those tables are not bolted, so we can move them. We move them over. We, we got an eight top. So sometimes you might be like, well, these guys are on dessert, and we got a four top next to the four top. So we're going to swing those, make an eight top, and that's yeah. where it works because eight tops only work here, there, or the other. And people don't realize mm. that the hostesses have a plan.
1: You brought me to my second one, okay? I can imagine in Kenny Bunkport, we're talking about a higher-end clientele, but we're talking about an intimate space with a lot of volume. Inevitably, what's going to happen you'll have a two or a four top. I mean, what was the – what was the seating for the uh, – you said it was two couples?
2: Yeah, it was two That was the example you top. just
1: gave, right? So a four-top. Let's say a four-top sits down at a four-top table. There's four chairs, square table, four sides, right? Clearly made for a four-top. But they like that table better. And that table is a six-top. It's got two on each side, two at each end. And they, go, they figure to themselves, well, we're four. That's enough to fit this table. We'd rather sit there. It's close to the water. And you go and sit there. And there's been a six-top waiting for an hour and a half that we just cleared that table for, and then we come over. We have an awkward exchange of having to ask you to go back. There's actually, even though it doesn't feel like it, we have a lot of planning that goes into this. Every restaurant is a daily catering and events business. Okay, we are coming every day. We're preparing to Especially accommodate. Especially
2: in the summer, if you're a summer. Place oh my god! It can only and at a busy time. This isn't like there's two tables. It's, but again, it's just. It is. This is an annoying thing. Yeah. Like, and I've had it happen. It just happened the other day. Then another thing I'll go with, this is some of the stuff that the workers do. You've never rarely met a employee in the front of the house that haven't said that they're the hardest worker. Even the motherfucker (laughs) that you have Uh, never seen. But I do side work at any time. But David, I am. There is no way you're the hardest (laughs) worker. And I can tell you why. You remind me of me. You talk too fucking much. Oh, I
1: thought I, thought, I wish you would have said you're, you're, you are. I thought you were going to come I, out. I, I thought he was. I, I thought I, he was
2: okay. It. Let me let me tell you my philosophy, and I've told this to the to the people I've worked with for decades, and I have people tell it back to me. The work work smarter, not harder. You can do a million things, do a million things, but you're like, well, if you just do this and that, then you only have to do ten. But you could, but it's just work smarter, not harder. Yeah, that's it. It's, I don't, I respect hard work and I am all about hard work. But if you're like, look, if we pre-do this, then it's just, you got to pour one thing. It's just, you know, it saves
1: you time. If there's planning that could allow you to be in in better form when you're actually executing your job. Every motherfucker thinks they're the hardest worker.
2: Every single one. Even ones where you're like, come on really (laughs)
1: come on on. nine times out of ten you are right there is every now and then a server or bartender is like yeah i'm just okay i'm not that good and a lot of times like they're the best and you're like you're great at your job they're like really really they're so modest about it but you know some of the being behind the bar is the ego and it does lend itself to a boatload of narcissism and so i i know what you mean when you say that we don't i don't have there is there, there's this irrational confidence
2: That's, that doesn't exist. <laughs> I, so even keel. Yeah. So, but, and I- but I, I try to be a team player. I really do. And I know, you know, sometimes I hate to tell it, we're going to call one of my girls out, Katie Bush. I've worked with oh, her. Katie Bush She's her, getting the full game. Yeah. Katie Bush <laughs> is out there and I worked with her sister, Jenny Bush. They're both, you know, they came into the lobster restaurant when they were teenagers. I worked with them. Then they came over to the fancy or to the uh, Arundel Wharf and Katie Bush learned how to bartend. She bartends. I'm going to blow up her place. It's called 12. It's a freaking phenomenal restaurant, a real fucking professional, phenomenal restaurant in Portland. 12, believe it's 12, 11, 12, one of those numbers. Check it out. It's down in, in Portland. She would, let's just say when we have our doubles and we would take breaks she would Katie her breaks, which is the term okay. we might use currently, possibly. I, I don't know. <laughs> but so she would get on her break. And, you know, usually, you know, we we eat a burger, you know, get some food or the girls bring their little frickin whatever they made at home and the leftover hummus and vegetables, exactly hummus, <laughs> nachos and i and, and kale and all whatnot. what not what that they have. And they'll Rabbit. eat that, and they'll chill out. You know, everybody's on the Instagram and the Facebook and the whatnot. Great, that's cool. But Katie would get on, and she had she was into dogs. She had a dog, and then she had two dogs. And her boyfriend would they would video, and she would talk to the dogs. You know, see the dog. She would
1: FaceTime yeah, her yes, dogs yes, at break. Yes. Okay, so this is nice. So let's just I feel, just like, say her I feel breaks, like Katie Bush and the lady would her really have a might
2: have exceeded the parameters that i try to
1: you say goodbye first no you hang up first (laughs) wow wow wow
2: he's he might be adding something that wasn't true i'm not gonna say it did or didn't happen but i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna call her out that much but it usually like i i try to we do about 20 minutes usually because it's busy there's things going on we usually have a bartender do the bar a bar back and then a wait uh one of the bartenders waits on our tables And then we switch if we work a double. One of them goes from tables to bartending. But it would just – sometimes you can't have a longer break. Sometimes, definitely. We take a 30-minute break. We have time. But, yeah, a lot of times we uh, Katie Bush the breaks. David, I got to be honest with you.
1: Um, If I'm weeded and my other bartender finally comes back, of all the excuses to give me, if if my co-pilot looked me right in the eyes and said, I was on FaceTime with my dog, I'd be like – God damn, fine. No, God damn it. Just no, go. No, I'll just say, get to work. <laughs> I'll,
2: I, I will give most people credit and I will give myself credit. I definitely like we have windows like the inside bar. They used to be a service bar, but I closed that down because I put everything in one bar. Right. It was easier. You, we weren't that big where we needed two bars and they had had issues in the past. So I said, no, we're just going to consolidate You're it. Seating space. Right. Yeah, just, it makes- and we have about eight bar stools and it's secluded away from the dining room with a wall behind it. So it's where the crew hangs. So we actually have a place to hang other than eating in the fricking back by the dumpster and the empty kegs and stuff or or sneaking in the dining room before they start seating it. So we have a place to hang. So everybody leaves their stuff and their drinks and their water bottles and all that. So, But it's, it's just kind of a good place to get away from the scene. But you can see through it. So you can see what's going on. So the other day I had – it was fricking a busy-ass summer day. I got up. I was eating my crap, and then I looked out, and I was like, all right. I had started the table. It was a sick stop. The bartender was getting a little busy. I went out, made sure the food was right, helped out a little, then went and sat down a little. Like, I'm not going to leave them to get screwed. I mean, that's my money, too. We pool our touch money together. Here, but also, here. I don't want people, I don't want people getting shit service and being upset. The last thing I want to do is deal with a customer that's mad because this, that, or the other happened. That is bad for everybody. Yeah, you got to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Everybody. You
1: want to try to get ahead. Right, of exactly.
2: And that's what I try to teach. Them. Get ahead. of. Don't wait till the freaking plane has crashed into the mountain and go, oh, <laughs> Jesus, that's bad. No, you, you're <laughs> like, oh, the steering's not working. We're out of gas and engine's not working. Let's, let's try and figure this out before time. I would love of- to
1: walk up to a uh, four-top of tables, like a couple of couples dressed in really nice outfits, and be like, "Here are your parachutes. It's about to go. right. right. We're about to crash." Into a <laughs> like mountain. when people are, I like, would get off
2: this wharf right now. <laughs> when people are like, it's been like forty minutes for, and we're waiting for our meals. Be like, that ain't nothing. <laughs> you know, <up. laughs> <Yeah, it, laughs> Like, hey, you, you think forty minutes is bad? To <laughs> just wait. No, I don't. I don't. Want that. You it's know, they don't have
0: any other choice at that point. Right,
2: <laughs> right. But I mean, but they can get mad because, unfortunately, with yeah. my management gig, uh, like the way our managers work, we don't got a guy in a suit walking around going, "Are you enjoying everything? How you doing?" <laughs> like, no, no but, we <laughs> like the the. I'm bartending when I'm the manager. We have a waitress that she's waitressing when she's a manager. We have a hostess, she's hostessing. So if we need to go into management mode, which let me tell you, I'm not good. I'm good at a lot of things in the restaurant. I'm not good with the complaining guests. You know, you come over the first one this year that I've really had to deal with. It was a Saturday. We're just getting started. They were very upset, you know, and it was uh, like a lady like 60 and she was complaining and she had like her 80 some year old mother there. And she's like, you know, our food took a long time, da da da. And I come in at straight defensive. I'm like, well, fuck, well, it's summer, it's busy, whatever. And she's like, well, what are you going to do for us? And I said, well, mm-hmm. what would you like? What do you want? You
1: want a and, coupon? Well,
2: it's every, everything in life is generally a negotiation. So if you're like, Well, I want the whole fucking meal, be like, Well, we're not getting that, but but I'll I'll raise you a whole meal and I'll hit
1: you with let me buy your apps and your drinks. So I would I would have looked her right in the eye and be like, how about this? When Nana dies, you can come in and do the whole funeral party on us.
2: Oh, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck off, Steve.
0: And
1: terrible,
2: welcome dude. to a quickly written Yelp review. Yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> <guess. laughs>
1: All right. Those are those are unbelievable. I love that. Shout out to Jenny Bush and yeah,
2: Katie, Katie Bush. Bush. Jenny Bush. Yeah, Katie okay. Bush. Jenny Bush didn't Katie Bush it, but. I'm sure I'll hear about this, but I'm okay with that. Jenny Bush is they're, a cat. They're both, they're both great. Jenny girls, Bush is a cat person. That's Katie the Bush problem. is now working at a great restaurant and she's a great bartender and I really like her. So,
1: okay. Question number two. Oh, hold on. Hey, you gotta leave you go. it on the table. Man. No, I've tried. It's not loud enough on the oh. table. I'm actually gonna, I'm building a mount for it. It's a whole thing. Um, oh. The bell's gonna get better, people, but for now, it's just, it is what it is. Number two best and worst tips. Now, these can be monetary, obviously. We've all dealt with the good and the bad monetary tips. But, but Michael, tell them what else they could be. Uh, we dropped yeah, his notes. These, uh, my notes. No.
2: <laughs> these but,
1: could also just all right, question number two. Well, he best sounded like tips? he was getting
2: jealous, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> best, <laughs> Mike, saw, Mike saw me go down on the camera. I am
2: I mean, jealous. Like,
1: what is going we're on? We're not here? nothing like that is going on. What is going on? Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah.
0: Right. Let's
1: try this again. Let's just rewind. Question number two best and worst tips. Now these <laughs> can be monetary, obviously. Right? We all know about the getting stiff, I guess. But Michael, please explain to David that these can be more than just cash.
0: Yeah, we love the cash stories obviously, but these can also just be gifts or something special that a guest left with you that uh, you know, really meant a lot to you in the, at the time. Is that okay. You guys are freezing. Great. Great. Okay. You guys are freezing
1: a lot. Amazing, it's like you've done this before. <laughs> So I'm yeah, nice so you. It's okay. Don't. Anyway, David, yeah, sentimental <laughs> gifts and, <laughs> right. peace and wisdom as is- well.
2: All right. Well, I think maybe in life it's easier to get the fucking, you know, pull the band-aid off, you know, get get the bad out of the way. So yeah. obviously, in this industry, America is very different than every other country in mm-hmm. the world. Goddamn right. Country. Bald Eagles. Yeah.
1: And again, guess what? America. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, God flag rock country chevy right
2: <laughs> am i right boys you just again when you're working my my i travel a lot i've been to 54 countries i love to travel but read the first fucking five pages of the fucking lonely planet guide it gives you the parameters of shit don't do this don't do that whoa just well i gotta out. i gotta
0: i gotta slow you down what the the lonely planet guide
2: yeah you know for travel it tells you the rules of tipping and this a book? etiquette you don't know lonely planet i no. never heard of it now. it's the most famous travel guide in the world okay it's like the encyclopedia britannica of travel guides okay and it's just it's like the, it, it is lonely the planet, planet. The they have every country okay, oman cool. russia awesome. wherever there's lonely planet there's there's hundreds of different guides so the first, you know, you can go to every city in there and look at the cities, but the first 10, 20 pages are just etiquette. Certain mm. things like if you go to Muslim countries, you know, they 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 don't you don't shake with the left hand. Left hand's a wipe hand and right hand's an eating hand. So there's certain etiquette things you learn. So t- tipping's mm. an etiquette. So when you come to America, obviously tipping is 15 to 20 percent is the end.
1: Customer. That's Customary. what we
2: do. Because they, and they don't and of course I don't think Americans realize that that a lot of places people are making 385, 625 an hour. Let me guess, you ain't paying a lot of bills with 625 or 550 an hour, whatever it might be. And some states, yes, you are getting twelve bucks now, waiting tables or service mm. industry, you know, busing or something. But they don't realize that we make our money on tips. Tips mm-hmm. are what make our money. That's how we pay our bills, how we go out and drink too much after work, how we fucking, <laughs> you know, pay our mortgage. All this shit, good and bad, that we do, we make it on tips. So you get a lot of foreigners that that some, again, certain people, I get it. If you're Bulgarian, you don't know what the hell's going on. But if you're from England, you know the deal. If you're from, in my area, we have a lot of French Canadians. They know the deal. They just don't. They're like, it's, we do. Don't agree with that. But my number one thing for traveling, this is a great mentality to have, is when in Rome. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Mm-hmm. You know, do what they do. What's their custom? That's, you're there. You're visiting their You're a place, guest
0: in their, in their is, home. Yeah, exactly.
2: Away. Right. Yeah. You you want to do, you don't want to offend them. You don't want to do yeah. something shitty. You, just, you don't want to tip, go to Quebec. Right, exactly. <laughs> Again, if you don't want to tip, well, right, if you don't want to tip, go to Paris. Fuck tipping. Fine. <laughs> They don't care. They they're sitting the next tables. They're like, "Fuck! I'll get over there when I can." Yeah, <laughs> they're not working for tips. But that's, but also in America, you do get a much not everywhere, but you get a much better level of service right. because we are working for tips, and also not to get negative Yelp reviews mm-hmm. and get in trouble.
1: But there are other motivations than just the but, tips. Sure, and especially if you're talking about. Someone in your position who's you're invested. I mean, you care in a deeper way than some. I want again.
2: I'm not working my ass off on a six top because or, or lazy. I'm going to live and die by that. Too. Well, uh, yeah. we get uh, some places they add the gratuity to a larger party. I'm not like well, the gratuity's added. Fuck it. I don't fuck it. I'll, I don't care. If you're I put in the up, effort because
1: you want them to have a great. Right, I want to have a good experience.
2: I don't. I don't go. Well, it's added. Fuck it. But also, it's added. So I leave it on. A lot of the girls roll the dice and like. Well, if I don't add it, maybe they'll hook me up more. And I was like, no. Well, I, I agree. This is a, I'm yeah. a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. I'd rather get the money. People give you the, hey, if you hadn't added this, I would have given you more. I said, well, "Exactly." I they, cash. they Yeah. Yeah. So don't, that's a, that's a verbal tip. Yeah. That is a straight verbal. Classic verbal. Classic. Oh, I would have, if you hadn't added it, I would have given you more you're like, oh, well, God. this line says additional tips. Yeah. So, oh, right yeah. there. But <laughs> but I did have just recently, we have kind of a regular, I don't, I'm not good at names, so I don't know his name. He's nice guy, comes in, he's about, about 55, nice looking wife. They're always very nice, quiet, polite. No, like, we come all the time, bullshit. Oh, okay. But all very right. chill. And the girls let me on, like, hey, they hook it up. And I was like, oh, they do? I was like, I didn't really realize. And I said, well, get them around. You know, I, I don't, I don't work, you know, obviously I'm a manager now, but I do make my living bartending, but I don't want to give away the owner's profits. I'm not like, obviously if you hook fucking people up with free drinks, they're going to hook you up with a bunch of tips. There's a
1: limit to that. You, right. you got to pay at some point. We got to, right. we got to pay the, but the bills. I, I
2: don't want to wanna give away the house. Like if I have local bartenders or servers or owners of restaurants in, yeah, I give them around because I know them. I say, Hey, what's up? Nice to see you. Just give them around, you know, just camaraderie. The
1: service industry, and that's or how equal business people. I'll tell.
2: Hey, yeah, I know your business. That's Make- how you
1: build a strong community where all uh, all the ships are rising with the tide. Right, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about on this show different towns where the competition level is incredibly high, and you know, restaurant sabotage and espionage and competition is a real fucking no, it thing. Happens. It gets dirty out in these streets, and it's nice when you. Find one of those communities where everybody is for and and we're going to all compete at a high level. But we love we kind of all love each other like fucking siblings <laughs> because we're we're all kind of in in dysfunctional family. Right. These trenches together. So <laughs> it makes sense taking care of those really uh, industry workers because they're going through the same load of crap that that you're going through.
2: So, yeah, but this brother comes in. And so I had him. This was like two weeks ago. Him, there was a six top in our section, and he was at it. And I, I remember the girl saying, "I oh, he hooks it up. And he's always a nice guy. And I was like, I really, I never roll the dice. I don't take it off. But I was like, Well, it's lunch. It was a $200 tab. I was like, I'll take it off. Boom, $200 tip. And I was, I'm telling you, I it rarely happens. We mm-hmm. rarely get really? that. $200. And, it had to surprise and I was like, a little Boy, bit, huh? I was like I played that one right and we had a great day because we're getting two, you know, yeah, like start your instead day. of getting 40. Talk about we got 160 bucks yeah, in the about kitty an already. And I I don't do that because I'm like I said, burn the hand. Be happy with what you get cuz a lot of people mm-hmm. ain't making this kind of money working at Denny's or Applebee's or somewhere yeah. and working hard yeah. and and dealing with people, giving them fucking 8% fucking them over. Mm-hmm. And you got to be happy with that at a place where it's somewhat, you know, good tipping and high, decent enough prices. So I'm always into that. But, yeah, this guy hooked it up. But my bad, my bad story. Yeah. Is look, back, give yeah. me give me the worst. Tip. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So back at Roy's. Roy's is a so Roy Yamaguchi's the chef. So it's a chef one restaurant. So I've noticed a lot of these chef run restaurant. You know, the deal. You know how it is. This, these fucking servers come in at four. They make all this fucking money, right. and these fucking sh- cooks are making twelve fifty an hour. Duh, duh, duh. But we all make our choices after you get in the business and you're there for a while. When you're not fourteen or sixteen, humping dishes or or you know being a busser, you realize the parameters. Like, mm-hmm. all right, well, the kitchen they work hard. It's shitty. They also don't have to have deal the with the people. To- they to deal with the motherfucking <laughs> right. people. you don't deal with humans really other than the idiot staff which yeah. could be trouble sometimes but you you decide like you they do have have a good chance to move up if they're good to be a chef and a sous chef mm-hmm. and make some good money and and that's where like we a lot of chain restaurants you don't make great money especially as a server but if you get into man, uh, management especially in the kitchen you're the kitchen manager the sous chef the chef they make a lot of money. And then like the chefs, they ain't there on Friday and Saturday in those kind of chain restaurants. But they're making a lion's share of the cash. You just you hold on and you make the money. But so I had at Roy's, they didn't allow us to add gratuity to any parties. And I mean, I've had an 18 top Japanese wedding. The guy gave me like $800 bill, left me like seven bucks in mm. ones with partial change. Mm. That's the tip. Partial change. The partial change. Yeah. To work part. I, I, I'm talking <laughs> like $6 part. in bills and like $3 in like quarters.
1: Sir, I have a laundry machine at my house. Right. <laughs> and you're like, this is an $800 bill. And this is, is this? most of my section. So, luckily at
2: that point, I, there was one of the waiters had just went up to be manager. So, I had talked to the guy trying to tell him, you know, we had our little Japanese bullshit. We showed them like what 15, what 18, what 20% was. And we had one guy that spoke a little Japanese. He wasn't there probably that night, but the manager went up and explained to him the deal. Tried to, because mm-hmm. I had tried to explain to him and he straight up pulled a dollar out and threw it down and was super <laughs> angry because they, the yen is like a hundred yen to a dollar. Yeah, you know, right. about that. So they didn't realize he thought he was tipping me 10%. Still shit, but much better than 1%. But he threw another dollar down thinking uh, he was giving me another percent, you know, 11%, yeah, which was still, yeah. but the manager explained to him. So I did eek $80 out of an $800 wedding card. <laughs> eek. What, eek what a, yeah, eek. I, know,
0: I was going to say, what a because, great verb right, to use. Right, because it's, for it's that. a chef-run
2: <laughs> restaurant, because the chef's
1: like, well, I'll, I I don't want the guest I love, being pushed to tip. I love how yeah. that particular guest, that particular uh, uh, patron, that finally relinquished the tip from his money purse. Um, almost went through the stages of tipping like the stages of of uh of, denial, of denial or yes. grief for for an alcoholic <laughs> or somebody. First, you need to admit you have a problem. I have a problem. I don't know how to tip. <laughs> then you need to then you need to find. <laughs> you know, then well, he, the anger, he, anger was in it. The he, angry, he to go angry. The dollar. I so, have to <laughs> fucking tip. Are you serious? You have to have your reckoning. Well, I guess the guy's got to get paid. I mean, he did do work. Then you got to apologize. You have to admit your wrongs. All right. I mean, here's another dollar. I know I only gave you eight, and he was <laughs> he was mad. I mean, mean, he, and there. Japanese
2: don't get mad. They're very even keel people. Uh, he was mad. And like threw it down. And then, after the manager kind of explained well, it, because he apologized. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. I, but I did get up to <laughs> the 10%. I got the 80 bucks.
1: Ja- Japanese and a lot <laughs> of Asian cultures, very respect driven, very. Uh, it's very rude in uh, Japan
2: to give tips. Yeah. It's very, yeah, so, it's mm. offensive.
1: They are very effective. I can by see it. how that can be difficult. I will tell you this: if it's not an, if that's an eighty dollar check and not an eight hundred dollar check, I I guess that you guys probably don't protest the way you, you lump do. it. You lump it, but, but you know, but it's a wedding party, man. It's a special occasion, and we it's need most to have my a con- section. Yeah. Yeah, eight, yeah, and, and have- I mean, this to. was bad. You denied me tips from everybody else because I'm helping you, right? And
2: we mm-hmm. also had to tip out on we did we weren't a corporate place so i know a lot of corporate places which i don't disagree with tip on percentage of sales yeah we tipped on what we had
1: yeah of course which is an honesty thing, i think which that is a, so i'm all it's funny you should bring that up and while we're on the tip section i'd like to make this point because my us just recently went to <laughs> okay. out a percentage of sales to food runners but in the past um we've only ever had two positions that was the thing i loved about Dosh. you're either a bartender or you're a cook nothing else there all is right. nothing else uh, managers are on salary cooks get paid hourly bartenders take you know tips did you that, guys just pool your money they all pooled. Out. everybody made the same amount right. we only hired pros like people were in 5 10 15 20 years so that it was people that could do the job at a high level. It's right? not a bunch of jokers. Correct. So it was never- Oh, mentioned. no, no. There's but still
0: a bunch of jokers there. there. Don't don't let them fool you about <laughs> that. <laughs> well, in a
1: different way. In a different way. But they, now, they, right. But, but These jokers. They were, right. they were now we they professional. Professional jokers, though. yes. <laughs> yes. We've gotten so busy. Now we have hosts and hostesses at, for the very first time just in the last couple of months. And now we have uh, really dedicated and good, uh, I'll hand it to them, food runners. And um, so we're starting to tip them out. And look, I'm fine with that, but I will tell you this. In all of the tip, trickle-down economics, tip positions I've ever been in. economics? Here we are, Ronald Reagan. I am a (laughs) proponent. For me personally, I know it doesn't work. Let me just preface that. I know it does not work, but I'm a big proponent of tip percentage of your tipped earnings individually. Here's why I say I know it doesn't work. Because you're gonna fucking lie. There's so many shitheads no, out there that lie. Right. I didn't make 150. Right. I made 120, he and I'm gonna 100%, tip out 100. 100. The difference is for somebody <laughs> no like doubt. for somebody like me. You know what I did every single time. When I would do my tip out, I would walk over to the people I'm tipping out and I would get you know, the printout report you'd have for your numbers. they like, here's my printout report. Here's what I fucking made tonight. Guess That's what,
2: what a, a lot of corporate restaurants do that, and, and, I, and they have you do I that. would
1: do this individually. I would say, you know what you would make? You'd make 20. But you know what? I'm going to give you 30. You know why? Because you hustled and got that extra table bus, which ended up being my biggest tip of the night. And I would have a conversation with these food runners and bussers and expos and, and barbacks, and I would make them know, Make them know the reason I'm giving you more tonight is because guess what? Five or ten bucks means nothing to me. But if you hustle for me, I'm going to make it worth your while. Oh, it's, this and is, I'll tell you the support. Right. I would outpace people with tips all the time because of the support I got because I would get prioritized because they knew I was yeah. never going to cheat so them and I was going to take care of them. And I, I yeah. made more money. I gave up more money, but I made and more money.
2: I, I don't agree with much with corporate restaurants. Yeah. And what they do, I, I think it's a good place to learn. Like if you don't know shit, you get your you're, points you're, of service you're, you're, down. You're a lot fresh of time. off the restaurant boats, for sure. Go in there, get your fucking little four table bullshit section, but learn, learn things, and then go somewhere where you can fucking. It's a make very stack process cash.
1: driven environment, and that is good if you're new.
2: That's all. That's but what I'm gonna say. What corporate restaurants do that are good. Is they tip most of the time because they don't want to worry about lawsuits and tipping and calling people states, getting some cheated drama. Stuff. They tip on sales, yeah. So you can't fucking lie. If you sold a thousand dollars, you sold a thousand dollars because you know this business. You you've worked with these people. I have too. I've had people that are both ways. I just had it the other day. They, they always were telling do. me the people that are like, "What'd you sell tonight? Thousand? How'd you do? Made three hundred bucks? You're like." How the fuck did you, you make, make 300 bucks yeah. on a 1000 sales? Come on. Yeah. I know we have a good night and sometimes somebody hooks you up, but then you have the same people like, "How'd you do 5000 yeah. in sales? How much did you make?" Oh, 200 bucks. This a is really bad night.
1: This You're is something like, I've been what? wanting wanting to talk about on a on a few <laughs> shows now. And we skip pet peeves, so I'm not going to do it on this show, but I will tease this to you, David. How common in this business. Is the server who lies? It's like eighty percent. How would you do at the casino last night? Oh, 80%. I went in with ten dollars an and I walked 80. out with twelve hundred on the tech right, table. You're like, sure how? you did, kiddo. Sure you did. <laughs> <So Right>? Two thousand. <laughs> yeah. So you go, all right, two thousand. Oh so the twenty percent tips li- is four hundred bucks. How the much did you make? Five hundred. Shut You're like up. Shut you're like up.
2: i'm that good i get 30 across the yeah, board yeah i bet you are you're like no you're
1: not come yeah. on it's not.
2: but then you have the other end that they're just like you know the empty pockets oh yeah out. It's, and it's stuck Whoa. in their sock
1: they're like sorry i don't have anything for you bud i got stiffed on every table but, yes right. the liars it's right. so, it's so it, I, it's,
0: I just i'm sorry i just have to say you two are great together i'm loving this yeah.
2: Well, we're trying. We're going to see who can out talk each oh, other. Dog, you're fired. <laughs> I'm fired. Um, That's it. I'm, w- I'm moving to Baltimore. I found an apartment. Yeah. Two hundred and forty thousand dollars tra- in Fell's Point. We've baby. been trying to rent
1: this spare bedroom. Yep. He doesn't know it's not worth two hundred forty k, but it's, 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 it's neither here nor there. Um, no, uh, what a way to shut down this category. Let's pop the category number three. And Michael, I'm going to let you introduce category number three, if my ma- oh, you even, you already got it. Look at this. Question guy,
0: what- number three of the gauntlet. Worst drink orders. Now these can, of course, there's a few different ways we can attack this. This can be the worst drinks that, uh, you know, you've ever had to make. These can be the worst drink orders that whenever somebody orders them, you uh, kind of roll your eyes. You know, we already kind of touched Cringe. on the, uh, yeah, we already touched on the, on the Long Island iced teas, but these can also be the worst drinks. Long Island
1: iced tea. Another-
2: Everybody, these, it's these- it's a number one. Everybody,
0: knows. right? Sorry, you guys are cutting out a lot. So, also be the worst drinks that uh, drink drinks that another bartender has ever made for you. Sure.
1: Yeah. yeah so, worst course. drinks you've seen out in the wild? Right, I, got no, I
2: got you. I got you. Yeah. Right. No, I got this one. Sorry. So, sorry. Okay. Sorry,
0: listeners. The they, the internet is fucking up real bad tonight. So we're just going to deal. With Don't that.
1: worry, listeners. After this episode, I'm going to get Verizon, and I am going to <laughs> Verizon catapult my fucking Xfinity modem into the Baltimore Harbor. <laughs> All right. So
2: I will. I will just do what everybody here does and hit the Long Island iced tea. I'm just going to be fair. Like I, when I worked at the lobster restaurant, we probably made two long Island iced teas in 12 years, but now we're more of an outdoor place. People are drinking a drink to get a good buzz on. But everyone at this place that orders a long Island iced tea is 65. Every single (laughs) one. I look over. I had a guy behind me order one from the line when I'm, I bartend out to the servers and the bar back does the line. And I heard Long Island iced tea. I look over and it's a 65 year old dude. And I'm like, this is it. This is the best you got. I mean, it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's out not of 65 bad, years. Honestly, it is not a bad drink, but you're always <laughs> using the well. You're always using the horseshit vodka. Come horse in, shit tequila. It's the worst stuff. It's the worst. And, and you're going to get a hangover. Because you're drinking all the booze that's shit anyway. Yeah. you know. And then I will give it to credit. Some people are like, can I have the top shelf? And then they're like, why is this $13? David, it, don't give them credit. It's got a don't bunch of credit. booze and it's 13 bucks. Yeah. And I will say back in the day, obviously, everything's back in the day. But there was a bar <laughs> in Hawaii called The Wave. And it was also nicknamed The Grave because it was the last place open. You could drink till... 3.30. Oh, I love that. 3.30. And it used to have like the Chili Peppers played in there way, way, mm. way back in the day. It had a little stage. Oh, really? But when I was going there in the 90s, it was kind of techno whatever music. And they had a, a, a little old dance floor, a stage, and a bar downstairs. And then they had an upstairs area with couches and a little bar. So I used to go there. And one time, I'm at the bar just sitting there getting slightly intoxicated. <laughs> I look over, my friend Dorset is just talking to Marilyn Manson. And <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Marilyn Manson was in town for a fucking concert and I, we were at the bar and she was just chatting with Marilyn Manson. And I was like, Well, that's different.
1: You you just said something that my brain is having a lot of trouble processing. <laughs> Marilyn Manson yeah. was in Hawaii to yes. perform a concert. Well, they do, do have concerts
2: of, in Hawaii.
1: Right? I'm not yeah, saying yeah, come they come on, okay, it's it's right?
0: kind of a destination location,
2: right. Steve. Guys,
1: I'm not saying it isn't, but do you see a lot of Marilyn? Do you think Hawaii and think a lot of well, a Marilyn I, I, Manson? fans? I could fans? see
2: Hawaiian shirts with a lot of black, like,
1: but it's a Hawaiian. Shirt. All right, let's redo this. <laughs> I, just let your let your brain mull around the image of Marilyn Manson in a, a lay and a fucking hula skirt, okay? Because I'm having trouble different with that colored eyes, eyes a
2: tie. I'm having trouble black with that jacket. <laughs> but okay, so the wave used to. It, it's where you go. You're already fucked up, right? And that's where you go. You're and and it's the like I said, they close. That you could get <laughs> drinks till three thirty, because most places I think in Hawaii are done it too. I think that's around where it is. So you'd go there. And they had a drink called the Chernobyl. And the Chernobyl Ooh. is basically, I'm sure this drink. Jesus Christ.
1: Right. You could
2: imagine. It is green. So, you know, Midori's involved.
1: Good God. So, it's
2: basically just, you know, it's a Long Island. So many people die. Yeah, so many people. <laughs> Let's just say someone might have thrown up, but we'll get there. It wasn't me this time. Rare, a rare time. So, <laughs> so, uh. The Chernobyl is basically a Long Island iced tea. Take out the Coke. Instead of Coke, Midori. Oh, really? Yes. So So it's a melon. It's a pretty.
1: It's it's a melon Long Island. Yeah. It has a slight banana
2: flavor. That's the best I can describe it. So you got your vodka, your rum, your gin, your triple sec, your tequila, sour mix. Midori melon. And that was kind of. Interesting. That was one of their drinks. And and let's just say it gets you fucked up. And my buddy, John Ho, who worked at the restaurant with me, an amazing guy, amazing person, amazing worker, a guy that was not great as a waiter, and he became great. Was just a great person. I love you, John Ho. If I ever see you again, I went to high school with him. I'd known him for many years. We worked as a little bar team. We had Nicole, John, and I were the bar team. And we, this is a place where people didn't pull money. We always pulled our money. We worked Friday and Saturday nights at Rory's Bar. That's pull and split. And and it was, yeah, we pulled our tips. But, but uh, you know, instead of bickering, we had a good energy. It was just a fun time to work. People that were chill. Really cool people. Oh, uh, fuck. So we go to the wave. John Ho, it's his last night. We're going to blow it up. Right, we're going to have right. a good night. We're, we're like, all right. And, and our friend, our the other waitress that worked with us on the Friday, Saturday bar crew, Nicole, came down. So we had a couple of us down there. And we were... Me and John. I don't know what Nicole was drinking. She was probably smart drinking Heineken's and was going somewhere else. We were there and we were drinking Chernobyl's. Oh so we had God. a few. I don't know. Couple. We had oh been God. somewhere before. So we had at least a couple probably more than that and obviously probably should not have driven i know responsibility i understand but we were quite a bit yeah you could
1: have hit a palm tree or something yeah
2: well these things happen
1: but yeah
2: or a coconut could have fallen around us anything can happen this is america but so we walk out and john's just hammered we're having a good time right outside of the wave is a bus stop, and he just is like Ah, uh, hold on, hold on one second. He just leaned over and just fountains out Chernobyl. Just it's one <laughs> just of those green.
1: It goes in green and it comes right. out. It comes it out. Goes- oh, it's green still. <laughs> and it's one of those.
2: I mean, that's that kind of thing. Thank God. Because I'm sure in the morning <sighs> the hangover was like a seven instead of an eleven. But yeah, it just projectile out.
1: At first, when you started telling this story, I said, wow, the name of that drink is really insensitive. It's like if somebody called a drink the Hiroshima. Oh. And I'm using that as an example. People, please don't get upset with me. using more. that as an example. Mike, do you remember when we heard about that drink called the Twin Towers? I felt wow. like that, yeah, was, that's right. yeah, that you, was a little too much, you right? You can't do that. We've had a couple drinks on the show where, <laughs> where it's like, man, I don't know if you're allowed to call it that. But I'm Chernobyl, just, I don't think so it's a hold has bad. Well, I disagree. Yeah, it was, in it was entire, a human mistake. entire region of the world.
0: Yeah, but it was it was a human mistake. Yeah, but an entire region
1: of the world was unlivable—animals, plants, people. I mean, it's fucking
0: Russia. I mean,
1: anyway, hold on. (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right. Well, it's actually now. It's a big country. country.
2: Okay. Now we're we're getting. Your guys are getting letters (laughs) now. All
1: right. All right. Let's (laughs) slow down. Let me just make my point. At first, I thought, "Wow, that's a really insensitive name," but then after you told the story about John 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 Ho, Drinking the Chernobyl and then throwing people. I gotta be honest, I think that they didn't name that drink until after people drank it. Nice. I think they, I think a bunch <laughs> of people were like, Hey, look at this, look at this new Long Island iced tea with Midori Melon. Chernobyl. And they're like, What should we call it? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's drink seven of them and see what happens. And then at the end, when some one of their buddies was puking green slime, they were like, Nah, we're gonna call that Chernobyl because that looks <laughs> like fair. Uranium poisoning. You know I mean? <laughs> it had that luck. Oh my god! So that is so insanity. Here's, so that's here. Here's
0: here's my question though. So the rule is you can't drink. You can only drink a Long Island on your 21st year of life, right? That's that's right. the rule. What about a Chernobyl?
2: I don't think it even should be allowed. Then, honestly, <laughs> it's not a great. It's a <laughs> yeah it's 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 hard to name it's hard to kill it just because it was a good and bad memory but you know long the, islands are just not great drinks
1: can i say something and maybe this is being assumptive here i i know a lot of people that do drink long islands past their 21st birthday and it it, it seems like that the effect is that they become a trash human being my guess is if you drank their Cher- trash I my yes my guess is if you drank your long enough you would just die you would die, similar to the actual mutated, catastrophic least, event of you know, Chernobyl.
2: Mutate, yes. right. Oh
1: my but god! But
2: I do respect your guest. I can't remember the young lady's name, but Sydney Borsen, Yeah, Sid, was, Sid the Squid. Trash, they're, trash. That's it. Trash. 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 You
1: know, if you trash.
2: accept it, if you accept it, you accept it. Yeah.
1: Now, right. I know you got mm-hmm. a few more for this category, yeah. so tell us other worst. Yeah, I'll just out go down. Wild.
2: And again, I'm gonna get dinged <laughs> on these. I know, okay, we'll get the first one out of the way. And I love this drink. I can see it. Yeah, he's got it. I love this drink. I love it. Mojitos are fucking awesome. I love it. But you know what? We're in Maine. We're not in fucking Florida. I Mint goes (laughs) bad. I I look at it. It's all about what's going to go bad. What am I going to have to deal with? What extra side work are we going to have to do in our setup to do it? So I, I am a Mojito fan. I have been. So I said, okay, I'm gonna on the off season start buying some of the pre made mojito mixes. So if it tastes oh, good and minty on. and sugary, oh no, you're not. I, no. I've uh, you're not. I've got to say, I've
0: never I've never had a pre made mojito mix. So it's I don't trash. really know what I'm oh, talking it's about. Trash. It's not
2: trash. It, it sounds trash. like trash. <laughs> no roses lime juice. Roses lime juice. Roses. You're breaking makes me a right now. Make some mojito, David. That I'm is trying. It's very but good. You're Breaking me right it now. It is sugary. It is minty and you could fake it all you got to do light rum ice mix throw some mint in that bitch no muddling no bullshit (laughs) you're done this is about speed efficiency cleanliness come on david and not throwing away (laughs) mojitos are that item where you throw away two pounds of mint and then when people order it you got 15 fucking mojitos and you've got tickets (laughs) flying in and you're muddling 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 and you're
1: no, I'm David. I feel like Gordon Ramsay right now, and you have been chopped. Please turn please turn in your rum punch. <laughs> I don't head think back Gordon Ramsay's the chop, dude. I don't, that's, know. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's the, the chef. chef. That's yeah. That's the I think Gordon you know, Ramsay's a lot of swearing, <laughs> yeah. It's get the fuck out of hell's kitchen anyway um fair all right so i am fair enough. Right. interesting
2: i i am not going against that but it is a harder cocktail to make that is a cocktail at a summer place you could have. i'm gonna send
1: you my mojito recipe and i guarantee that you am sure it's you the him, bomb you I'm can not, you can make it in under 10 seconds all right i'm under 10 right. seconds look i am not that's not about, the point it's not the point that he's uh, making
0: it's not the point that he's making but it's it part is. of it
2: and part of its waste it's yes all right what's what the ones yeah and the last like, one all right, right all right the last <laughs> one is blended drinks so when i went into the arundel wharf they had the old school blender machine yeah not a blender but like a professional blender where it's like the indoor it it's turns the, the it make turns for no it. that it, it's not the 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 like
1: slurping
2: no it it's like it's called a fucking uh God damn it. I can't remember what the name of it, but it's a machine where you put the blender underneath the ice. Isn't a big thing.
1: Oh, and yes. you buy okay. the
2: mix from them. Yes. I know. And you. I don't want to call, I can't think of the name of the company, honestly offhand, but I was like, yeah, those are gone. I was like, no, we and <laughs> I am a, I love a good Pina Colada, dark rum float. I love those drinks, but when you're tr- efficiency wise, strawberry daiquiri kind of thing, you're like, no. And I haven't worked anywhere for years that does, blended margaritas it's always margaritas on the rocks it's mm-hmm. i just don't do it and i just it's the decided, right way to we drink the drink the owner God's was sake, yeah right i agree with the margarita but like this machine this company we bought the mixes from one the mixes weren't great and there's some sort of emulsifier in them so i couldn't really like if i tried to make a margarita with just regular shit it would come out it was watery all the ice melted. Mm. They had some sort of emulsifier to hold the ice, something, so I couldn't do, so I said, like, when we had the machine, I said, no blended margaritas, because they're coming out, they're mm-hmm. shit. It's just water. It's just all melted. But the pina coladas, mm. and it's not, honestly, it's not that I mind the pina coladas or the strawberry daiquiris, but the virgin drinks. Making drinks for six-year-olds pisses <laughs> me off. and And the problem is, also, the way these are designed... The alcohol in it helps it to slide out of the glass. So when there's no alcohol, you got a lump of shit you're trying to dump out. (laughs) When you're busy as hell, you're like, I got to get that. I got to get little Timmy his virgin (laughs) strawberry daiquiri. (laughs) Timmy, (laughs) yes, and yes, we charged two dollars or three dollars more. But Timmy would have just gotten a Coke or a lemonade, and it would have been easy. Or a fucking uh, Shirley Temple. Give
1: Timmy a
0: goddamn Shirley Temple, and he'll be fine. There should
1: be no frozen drinks for any. Like, if not this old, you cannot ride this blender. That right, hundred (laughs) percent. And we had
2: we had a mudslide. And do we know what's in a mudslide? A mudslide is Kahlua vodka. Um, and uh, Bailey's, and then there's usually like a vanilla base or something. Or, or you put chocolate
1: syrup in right. a glass but, or some shit.
2: Like that. So they would ask for virgin, virgin fucking mudslides. I said, <laughs> it's a drink that
1: everything in it's alcohol. I was like, just so pour you him want some chocolate, chocolate milk. So, do you yeah, know what exactly. I do when you know what I've done in the past when somebody orders a virgin mudslide? Because we used to, uh, I used so, to uh, tell them to fuck off. Well, oh. <laughs> I used to have hey, to teach. The... Hey, Timmy. I need I me. Hey, fuck
0: Timmy. Hey, Timmy. Hey, Timmy. Hey, Timmy. Come
2: here. Come close. Hey, come, come, come close. Yourself. You little fuck.
1: Because I want to whisper Go something to you. Yourself. Um, Your to mother's a whore where <laughs> and your father smells of elderberry. How do you, um, how do you know <laughs> I, his mom? I fart in your general direction. Um <laughs> I used to work at this beach bar that uh <laughs> our our famous drink there, you know, chocolate banana. It's very common, you know, the dirty banana, whatever it is. Um and it's the same thing. It's really just, you know, it's the it's the chocolate daiquiri and, you know, with the banana in it. That's what all you, all of Real banana or banana liqueur? A, a lot of times we would just peel one banana, throw it in, blend it. All it right, together, right. right. And you know, eventually, you know, other bars will do the banana liqueur. It's not important. Anyway, when you get the virgin one, I would literally just make a glass of chocolate milk, throw that in with ice and a fucking banana, and be like,
2: boom, here's your fucking your chocolate. They don't banana. know. They're a kid. They just want sugar. That's all you need they to just do. Want sugar and you chocolate. just make You're chocolate good.
1: milk. And that's your that's your easy solution. But listen, it's a great, it combines both the insistence and petulance of a child, the annoyance of a virgin cocktail and a blender. So that is a great way. You've been really good at shutting down these categories. That is a great oh, way. Just no, no, to,
0: no, just, no, David, Dave, you've been like, Taking these categories and like you've been stretching them out, you know what I mean. Well, I
2: and just then, again, I, like I said, I, 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 I am, I, a, I, am a, I am a What talker. was that?
1: What was I that? What
2: was I apologize. Is that a sex thing? I'm a talker. Was that a sex thing? It definitely was a sex thing.
0: I apologize, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I haven't. Had, I literally <laughs> haven't. I have not. This had ain't a
2: gonna happen. You're all month. the way in Kansas, dude. this is not gonna happen.
1: Mike, Mike, click banner. I can live vicariously through Steve's asshole. Oh.
0: What are you doing, taking a picture? Or? All right.
1: Okay, question number four. What are
0: you doing? Oh, Jesus he's Christ. He's
2: the bell near the microphone.
0: Yeah, he's trying to. Are you
1: going to click the banner number four or not?
0: I, don't, I didn't know what was happening. I'm I thought the... we were taking a picture.
1: Again, question number four.
0: Ultimate mistakes N- and fuck-ups. fuck-ups.
1: Now, David, these can be yours or your coworkers. like for example the fact that comcast promises you workable internet but then they constantly <laughs> fuck up every single day and don't deliver workable fucking internet that gives you the megabyte download speeds that Do they fucking promise you All right. Anyway, so something like that, but in the restaurant business, right? So ultimate mistakes and fuck ups can be yours. They can be your coworkers, but, you know, it can also be a server that you saw in the wild that made a crazy mistake. No,
2: I'm going to throw myself under the bus on this one. The first one. I appreciate that. This is, you know, this, we all look, we all have been there. We have all fucked up. The best servers in the world, fucking professional servers for 30 years have fucked up made the mistakes. The computer wasn't fucking working right. So you hit the wrong button. We've all done it. So when I worked at Roy's in Hawaii, we had the bar downstairs. So we had a cart behind like a screen where you stack the fucking plates up. So when the plates started to get stacked up or the busser had to go upstairs to get this or that or whatever, they'd throw a napkin over the plates and grab the plates and you walked up the stairs. And then we had an open kitchen with the line and the whole dining room was behind you. So everything was open. It was a whole open right. floor upstairs and you rolled by the line into the kitchen. So you had to hump these things up. It sucked. They're dripping, they're a little dirty and we had a salad that had like a an Asian style dressing with like uh soy and uh sesame oil. So when you dump the plates in the garbage, some of this shit's dripping off. So I've got like entree plates and bowls like you know Big, fancy, heavy plates. I got, okay. I'll go 15. 15 of them. Not it, it was heavy, but it wasn't out of control. But I have the napkin over it. And, I, you know, you hump up the stairs, go by the line, go in the kitchen. Well, I'm doing it. And it's got that fucking drippy, oily, vinegary dressing. And these fuckers go straight out of my hands. They don't go down. They squirt out <laughs> like you're squeezing oh. a fucking... Wings, right. right. They, the top the top of the bottom ones. and they Press out. Yeah. So they come out, they go straight down, 15, 20 plates. You know, that who knows what they cost at this time, five, eight, seven bucks. But the fucking chefs right there, the sous chef, everybody's there, and it just and it just stops the whole room, you know, the dining room. Everybody's looking, <laughs> and there's just ah, ah, I dropped the plates. <laughs> Luckily, the boys is one of those kind of places, because like a lot of places you work, shit breaks, and people look, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, man, shit broke. And they don't even fuck Yeah, them. they don't give like, a fuck. Like, Roy's was yeah. the kind of place fuckers were, because it was just, like, 100 that was only acceptable. So fuckers are running for brooms,
1: boxes. Coming out of the woodwork, yeah.
2: Sweeping shit. Like, yeah. people were there. People were right there. <laughs> like, I remember one of the food runners, Warren. Rest in peace, Warren. He he fell off a cliff fishing and died. Jesus Christ, it was an awesome guy. Jesus was amazing, Christ. big heart, great guy. He was fishing at in the morning I'm and he sorry. accidentally I... fell off a cliff. No, I I know, but he was a great guy. I got to blow him up because he was such a nice guy. And yes, but he was right there, dude, just picking these fucking plates up. And I know I I can't remember if the chef came in into the kitchen and, and fucking you know how much those. Fucking plates cost you, motherfucker. But I know I was just like, Oh my god. You know, and you don't come back. You're a young <laughs> yeah, right, kid right, right. and right. you're trying to do your best and right. you're like, fuck, you fucked up. And then the whole dining room's just silent.
1: Just like just now, drop some. Plates. It's it's weird because when you hear <laughs> that sound at a restaurant and you're a customer, it's like, ooh, did someone it's like sometimes you get the clap they'll well, do the clap well, well, or something. And, and it's also yeah, like, yeah it's just like that put, that put those anywhere Yeah, it's like people love people love people love car accidents right where it's so they'll hear the screeching of the tires and then people are like oh damn it i wish you would have hit you know like um well, they it, it's just they like hit. that for the patrons right they hear that sound and they're always looking for their entertainment that might be happening near them but it is a very really. different sound for a restaurant employee. No matter what level the restaurant is, no matter if you like the person or hate the person that dropped them, there is that hair that stands up on your back, that alertness that you're like, "What the what? Someone to break? What's going on? Is everything <laughs> okay?" Like, and and even if you don't really care that much, you do have a heightened sense of awareness. Yeah. And so it's cool that you worked at it Roy's was, at the it, time. But it was you know, mean, really even an even if you're thing. just
0: and, a, and I think, sorry, we're we're on such a delay. It's
1: fine. Go on. It's all good, man. It's gonna we're gonna work it out. All gravy, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so obviously you threw yourself under the bus to oh, get well, us started yeah. there. Give me, give us somebody okay, else. So when I worked at
2: Pier Seventy Seven, it's fancier place. I worked the bar upstairs, so I had like I said about right. eight nine bar stools. I had my three tables, and on the on the Saturday, Friday, Saturday, obviously we're getting pretty busy. We're making drinks for everything. It's just me. I, I'm a one man fucking whirling dervish doing all this. But hey, I was making great money. I loved it. Then once in a while, the owner, Kate, she was the, the, her husband was the chef. She ran the front of the house. She would come and help me. And she worked in San Francisco at like a scotch and cigar bar. Very lovely lady, very good looking. And I'm sure she worked at a place where she's like, oh, Lagavulin. It's great. You'll love it. Here's a $50 cigar. You know, she's just, you know, it's not a place where you're humping drinks and Mm. bringing up fucking, you know, three cases of beer and all that. So she would come in and help a little. And sometimes it, it was quite often one step ahead, one step up back. Cause she's kind of in my way, but sometimes I had to step away cause I had the table. So she would make some drinks. So it'd be all right. But then one time she came in it, I think it was a Friday might've been a Saturday, but it was a weekend night. It was busy. It was seven o'clock and she brought up a rocks glass and just fucking nailed it. Just, it didn't, didn't hit her hand right when she picked it up and it went right down into the ice and it fucking imploded. (laughs) And I don't mean it. Not like some big pieces. We're talking uh, ice. We know. We're talking about full
1: Oppenheimer. Yeah,
2: you cannot fucking (laughs) have, you cannot have glass. (laughs) These two items do not work together. You're like, well, I'll pick that out. No. And so I start, first thing I do, turn on the water, start dumping water. And she. She's like, don't worry about it. And just gets ice and throws it on top. What? Like, no. Yes. Mm-hmm. First, I will, will give her credit. She just looked at me and said, I'm so sorry. And I just, it's one of those, it's the owner. You can't be you like you. Yeah. What the fuck? You know, you yeah. just go, nah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> But it fucking, it imploded. It imploded everywhere. And she did throw the ice. So at the, of course, the end of the night, I melt everything out there was some
1: there, but I was like, what are you, what, how are you just throwing? I mean, it was down low. It wasn't. And pulled. then she, she, she built a wall on top. I hear you, but it's right, gotta but be, no. you gotta put that. You Don't
0: scoop deep. 100%. Don't scoop. Don't scoop deep. You know? <laughs> <You> know, right.
2: <laughs> but you gotta melt. That. You gotta melt that. I mean, there was ice more than in that. the drain. There was, there oh, were yeah. Pieces yeah. of glass and stuff, but My it was just one old. of those times where you're like, What would be the most inopportune time for this? And this is the time that's the most inopportune Mm. time because we're just humming. We're busy seven o'clock. Shit's coming in. Drinks are coming. People are lining up for drinks. I got a full bar. I got three tables. And again, she, she was wrong in that aspect. You got a hundred percent. You got to melt the ice. Of course you you do.
0: I mean, you can't, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but literally could you, could you imagine if a guest got a drink,
2: it happens toss it I mean, back
0: but yeah like toss it back and then a shard of glass goes right. down their throat right I mean, it's
2: it's a horrible thing you can't there's certain things you go next that's why them.
0: and i i don't mean it i don't mean to throw it back to your pet peeves but when people talk about um i'm sorry i'm a little drunk right now but
1: you're fine buddy. i'm not, I'm not sorry
0: fuck you fuck everybody especially saltwater crocodile <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
2: oh. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Bunch of fucking amateurs. But Get when, when, Get people, you know, I've been when, saving the crocodile. <laughs> when
0: people talk about, uh you know, what do you do you, for you, a living? You can, you can do it. God, Come on! God damn it,
1: boys. We're not even at halftime.
0: But I'm just saying when 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 people talk about like Sorry, what do you Mike, do for going. a living. No, I just mean like literally somebody slamming a drink and. A shard of glass goes down their fucking throat. I mean, um, that's a goddamn fucking right. fiasco. It's a fucking right. lawsuit. Well,
2: dangerous things that can happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, well, you've I, had I don't those mean I don't that a bit down on a rock in a salad or yeah. something. That these things happen, and yeah. it's obviously it's a you big. Want to it's a big as much as possible.
0: It's a big fucking deal, man. These people are coming 100%. out to have a good it's, time. It's and- one
1: thing to miscook a customer steak. It's another thing to bodily injure them right, right? like yeah. we're talking about a different level which is why you got to grab the grenadine you got to grab the blue carousel you right. mm-hmm. mark it. that it. ice right. And, and code let's red, be, man let's be very clear until that shit is melted down See, and cleaned up you, you, mm-hmm.
2: you've worked at places where you've got other places they can get drinks yeah and, and, but i worked at places where that's there's only the
1: one well. and, and look i've been there too you know what you do in that scenario no, you go hot s- water melt that shit well, down? well i mark it and then i go get a bucket of ice sit it right next to that and i just scoop yes. out of that i've done to I've make done shift that. ice well
2: i've 100 percent done
1: that until shit. we Bro, can get it bucket with ice and right i in. grab the closest barback or busboy and i say look your only job for the next 10 minutes is to melt, melt this ice. and clean this fucking thing right mm-hmm.
2: and i've, so I've done rid of re- that re- we had something happen See, a couple weeks that's ago. why I told that's why just melt the ice
0: yeah Yeah. no that's what i'm saying that's why i think this podcast is important because that lady out of all of her fucking experience in sam from fucking cisco thought it was okay to just to pour some more fucking ice on top of the problem well,
2: that's it, all that it was it was just one of those things yeah. where i was like i was like but there there's still glass there. yeah mm-hmm.
1: there well, no, been so gentle-handed. I wish at that it's the moment, the boss,
2: man, I, I it's wish a it, good gig. I wish at that <laughs> moment you had you had the looked.
1: At, fuck, are you doing? Man? I wish at that moment you had looked at her, poured the grenadine over top while making eye contact, mm. and said, "You want me behind this bar? You need me behind this bar?" And you said, <laughs> "You're goddamn right. I ordered the code red. You can't handle the, can't the truth." Handle the
2: truth. Right.
1: No, the good thing
2: about the, it was when she just looked at me and was like, "I'm so sorry," and yeah. you're just like. Well, and and there we are.
1: At least she, at least she knew. She knew, she knew. knew.
2: It was like the the worst thing she could possibly, that was it.
1: Well, that is an unbelievable fuck up. Do you have any more before we move on? No, we're good. All right, let's move on to the final question of the first half. Question number five. Health code violations. For example, right. just putting ice on top of ice that has glass in it. That, could be that would be a good example of a health code violation. But give us some of the shit you've seen. I have to imagine, you know, a lot of the places you worked at seem higher end. But but it's seasonal. And I know that people kind of trying to make their buck in the season. Obviously, Mike, what do we always say for this category?
0: Protect the innocent.
2: And the guilty.
0: And- And the guilty, especially, especially
2: the guilty. Yes. Yes. So, okay. so I'm going to start with. So at the lobster restaurant, which that will which will not be named when (laughs) when the original the owner that I worked for the original, not the original owner, but the owner that owned it the most of the time I was there, it was a very it's a shack. So it was somewhat porous. So sometimes (laughs) there were some creatures rolling through. So oh. at one point, oh, a mouse bit a a, a customer on the toe. What? <laughs> uh, what? Uh, I, I, I was not there. I was not there at this time. I was not My working that shift. But a mouse. Some lady, table six, had had a fucking sandals on, and a mouse bit her on the toe. Do we know which toe? And no, we don't know the toe. I not a bad. <laughs> Which, which, the roast beef or the wham, wham, wham? Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to remember. I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, good. I got to be
1: honest with you. I don't know.
2: I uh, not a bad. It wouldn't have been better if I had the toe. I could just bullshit this little piggy,
1: that little piggy. just. (sighs) I
2: mean, we're already
1: at a really long podcast,
2: so we probably don't need all.
1: (laughs) I don't remember when this little piggy got (laughs) bit by a mouse. And and, and, I know, why I was the pig. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate.
2: I hate both of you guys right now. And the owner. (laughs) It's okay. We're, we're, that's all right. It's fun for us. Why now. are you so angry? You
1: <laughs> I've been asking him that for fifteen yeah, years. Know,
2: yeah. He's chain smoking.
1: He's chain smoking rockets fuck over off, there. Okay. Just <laughs> right. Fuck off.
0: That's all. I All right. Go back to me, David. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm in southeastern
1: Kansas. So <laughs> all right. No, that's fine.
0: I'm actually in southwest Missouri. Okay. So all right. There factory. you go. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right, let's be okay, civil. Okay, let's, let's, let's rein it civil, in here. Okay, nobody okay. needs to bite
1: anybody else's so, toe. So, uh, all right, so mouse bit this lady's toe. Yes,
2: and, and the owner's mom worked the hostess <laughs> stand at lunch. Is so, that it was true? So, I'm gonna go with it. She told the customer, Maybe you dropped a fork on it. Well, I'm, <laughs> maybe no, you dropped a fork on your foot no, under the table. Now, that's
1: insane. That's insane, that's right. But I, I, I can't
2: believe if I got bit, I am a good customer. I want to. You'd be. You'd be, I don't, you'd be I don't furious. Want, uh, let's, That's one if, of those. If times. a mouse bit me on the fucking toe, there'd be some. You'd be no, but hold on, there'd David. Be David.
1: David. Now, as someone with a legal background, that manager went right where <laughs> I would go, which is, you know. um, can you prove beyond a reasonable doubt that there was a mouse that bit a toe, right? Can God you show me it. that there's a toe with a mouse biting injury? I guess what I'm saying is, are we sure it was a mouse?
2: Protect the innocent No, and no, no. The but are we sure it was a yeah, mouse?
1: No, he's, he's mouse? getting
0: ready for his fucking uh, lawsuit is what he's doing. His right. lawsuit. <laughs> well, Michael,
1: Michael, are we sure it was a mouse and not a rogue bus boy with a foot fetish? That's all I'm asking. These questions need to be <laughs> asked. Off. Okay? Fuck off, All right.
2: Steve. All because
1: <laughs> but, Anthony can't stop sucking bad. It's fucking
2: pretty r- bad if you get bit in the feet.
1: Foam.
2: But it, I will have to say where I currently work, we are on the water and it's a river and it's near the ocean. But And you often it's hear wharf rats. And, and I For will sure. say there's often rats <laughs> and mice around. Honest to God, I have never seen a mouse or rat. Whatever they do, they do have a rodent control program. I have never seen one. And I'm in. I, honestly, it is very, very good because I have worked in a place where you would come in in the morning, and the ice in the bar would have rodent droppings on it.
1: Jesus Christ! Mm. It's not open.
2: I'm not going to name it, but I, I mean, I was like, I eat here, I eat here, I drink here. It was just, again, it's, it's just the way thing. Maine is kind of a weird place because these these animals and mice and And bugs only have a small window of time where they can exist in the world because it's so cold and winter's so long that they, when it's time, when they have their time, they're out.
1: Right. I love
0: love the defense of the rodents. Um, No,
2: but honestly, like, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> you don't again it might have been a fork that was it profound fork.
1: That was profound <laughs> oh, fuck you i'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm just fork. trying to think like
1: no uh, but, fucking but there, it. there's fucking rat king over here i love the defense in, of the rose god damn it
0: all right i'm gonna go do you have rats
2: in southeastern missouri all right yeah do you have any
1: more for health code violations
2: that's perfect that's perfect let's move
1: fuck you guys fuck you let's move let's move on to a quick halftime regain our sobriety and we will be back in a moment with the second half of the gauntlet
0: piece of shit hey everyone thanks for listening along and thanks for drinking along we hope you enjoyed the show and if you did we release new episodes whenever we can a big shout out to our friends over at trauma parlor who sung fast when you heard throughout the show Go check them out. They're on Facebook and Spotify
1: and show those motherfuckers some love. Damn right. And if you want to be one of our regulars, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at the BRP Drink Along. Just BRP Drink Along. Yeah, no, the. BRP Drink Along. You can listen along anywhere you get your podcast, just by searching the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please, guys, subscribe, rate, and review. This is the best way to help us grow the show and reach new listeners. The more ratings and reviews the faster we climb up the charts and mike and i honestly we just really need some personal validation from you guys
0: yeah well from anybody honestly but it does help when it comes from people that we don't know and don't forget if you're a spotify user be sure to check out the brp playlist on our spotify profile we've honestly got some really cool playlists on there for you just sharing some music Uh, but most importantly we have the brp industry night playlist which Each guest that comes on the show gets to pick three songs. They're all added chronologically, so you can go and see what your favorite guest's music taste is.
1: Yeah, and if you actually want to rep the show, we have so much kick-ass show merch. Get yourself some of that. Um, Check it all out on... Check out all of our amazing swag. Uh, the link to the uh, is in the show description and on our Instagram page. Please do that. Post some pictures of you uh, supporting us. Yeah, send, we'll send it to us. We'll, we'll
0: we, we have a whole little merch thing on our Instagram. Absolutely. Send us a picture of you wearing our merch, and you'll be on the, on our Instagram. Yeah, we
1: support you if you support us. And if you just want to hang out with Mike and me, join us the first Monday of every month for a virtual industry night happy hour. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to meet some fellow barflies. You're going to listen to the bartender uh, guest playlists. And you can also tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting. Make sure you follow us on social media for us posting those links. They usually come out 24 to 48 hours before that first Monday industry night day. Um, Now, for all you shit talkers out there, it is your turn on the mic. We've set up a bartender hotline called the Suggestion Box. This is where you can air your grievances, tell your stories, or just rant about the bullshit you just put up with on your shift. Just dial 423 D R A N T and drop us a line. Mike and I will play the best of the bunch and react to your crazy stories on this new bonus segment. So the next time the bar business has you saying, fuck me, just dial 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T.
0: Yeah, and if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ant Podcast on Patreon, where you'll get access to our bonus content, like the Boilermaker tapes, like the uh, Suggestion Box uh and so much more. You know, check that out. It's a great way to help the show continue to grow. You get your name on an episode. Uh, or And then uh, also you get some good bonus content from us as well.
1: No doubt. And if you want to be a big tipper. A.K.A. one of our Bozels. Feel free to leave a tip on PayPal under the bartender rant podcast at gmail.com. If you do, we'll list you as one of our executive producers. And shout out your name and drink of choice in our uh, half during our halftime. Well, say. or maybe at the end. Man, we'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out. I'm just going to quickly name some of our amazing and generous Bozels. We have Mike, Mikey Sr., Mike's actual daddy with a seven <laughs> and a maraschino cherry. We have the glorious Chandler. And the brass who, monkey. And the brass monkey. Yeah. Leah Grace, all the way from Vegas with a classic old fashion. Brandon from the Bartenders, you know, one of our... Uh, kind of uh, sister uh, Another podcast. partner in
0: crime. Another partner in awesome. crime.
1: Awesome. And he does daiquiris and car bombs, which is an odd combination, but more power to him. Leo, all the way from uh, Paris by way of Brazil, mm-hmm. and his favorite drink, the grasshopper. We have Javier, dactyl death. Dactyl he is death, a, motherfucker. The, he is the daiquiri daddy. Yeah. I mean, he's that high, that high ester, that butane rum, love that drink. He is such a great guy. Uh, also from out in Vegas in our Vegas bar crawl. And finally, Regina. No, not finally, but go on. Regina Grace, draft natty light and a hot malort machine. Hot malort. Uh, Love her. She was. Uh, she's so kind. And if this is her episode you're listening to right now, or just listen to my fucking god, she crushed. Look, Mike and I do this. No, no, Justin. Oh, Justin. Do we have others? Justin,
0: go ahead. Justin Tress. Oh, Justin Tress. Getting some love from Dos, baby.
1: Big Tress, dude. My bad, buddy. Um, Justin Tress, one of my former colleagues at Dos Beer Hall. Now I've moved on to the local, uh, but we love him, we miss him, and he put his money where his mouth is. He's supporting the show. I actually need to hunt him down for his favorite drink. We're gonna have to find out. Okay. I know, I know he likes Natty Light and Rumple. So for Go now, out. it's gonna be Natty Light and Rumple. Um, thank you, Tress. You're a good man. Uh, Mike and I do this because we love the industry and we want to bring you guys great content. But this is not our day job. With your not help, yet. we maybe maybe in time. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along, drink along. Yeah.
0: If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their National Helpline is free, confidential, 24-7 and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along. But more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, please reach out to the International Helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you need just somebody to talk to or vent to we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast and we want you to stick around. And Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you and we'll see you on the next episode.
2: Things I like is jukeboxes and trivia. Shuffleboard?
1: No, trivia. That's <laughs> okay. it. Trivia. I'll take.
2: I'm some. I'm some trivia guy. I was on the college bowl team. Really? Yes. As I'll, so, I used to host trivia all oh, the time. Oh, I love. Tri- I love trivia. Do you like karaoke? Yeah. Oh, yes. All yes, right. I do. I do. I'll sing karaoke all day. All long. right. What's your go-to?
1: recently no 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 all time you're all time Your number oh, one oh, oh, oh. papa was a rolling stone was my uh, all time for the longest papa time was
2: uh, Baba temp- was a rolling temptations? stone temptations huh wherever
1: he laid his hand was, was, his, was, his, was his home, home. And when he died, i used to be able to hit that
0: but i can't oh he mike, lived this was mike alone is, whoa mike and i
1: used to sing rich girl yeah that was rich, our yeah. that was mike and i's duet song it was oh. rich girl there for a while
2: nice. i had a guy yeah, that we, we did a duet of uh Sonny and Cher. You know, I think of the song, uh the famous uh or No. I got you, "You babe. No, well.
1: I got you, babe. babe." Thank you. Thank you. Hello.
2: Hello is this thing on.